Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. We got a we got a new guest co-host on this week. Danthony, Danthony uh, Holloway is out. Um, I don't. He's probably out murdering people. He's killed hundreds of people. I don't know if the government sent him out to 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 stack some more bodies. But in the meantime, we got actor Clay Crawford, your fan fave, on the show today. Clay, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you, man? I am right as rain. Um, I'm I'm even better knowing that we're going to the the LSU Alabama game this weekend. Uh, is that going to be a big game, or is it? Is there, <laughs> oh man, I haven't heard of any. I haven't seen any coverage regarding that sporting event. No, none. Should be a good one. None whatsoever. Uh, it's not like the tickets are going for like fifteen hundred dollars a piece either. Jesus Christ! Have wow. you seen Have you seen the aftermarket for these tickets? I mean, it's it's insanity. That's embarrassing. Well, look, the the reason being is this. LSU, for lack of a better word, has been shitty for the last few years uh, since they, they lost to Bama in that national championship. You remember that yeah. game? I think it was, what, 19 to nothing? I was at or, that game. Oh, were you? Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, yeah, 19 yeah. to zero. It was a miserable game. I don't even think LSU, if I remember correctly, got the ball past midfield. They did one time, and then Jordan Jefferson fumbled it, uh, and they drove the ball back um, to the uh, their own forty-eight. Yeah, it was a uh, it, it was a it was a great game, and I think it was twenty. I think it ended up being what was the final score? Twenty to nothing. Twenty to like, nothing, or uh, not, yeah, nineteen to nothing. Um, Trent Richardson scored a last-minute touchdown. I remember at the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the field goal match. Yeah, yep. that was that, that was a, that was a tough one to watch. But in the meantime. You know, look, LSU has been a powerhouse for years and years and years. They fell off for some reason. They've had a couple coaching changes. Now they're back, and I think that's why this game in particular is so high-priced is because the alumni, the students, boosters, every, everybody's been waiting for LSU to come back and burst up on the national scene. They're, they're finally top five. They're playing number one Alabama. If they win this game, this is their their chance uh, back at to, to return to glory, if you will. Yeah, I mean, look, they won some games. Nobody expected them to win. I think that's really kind of the the headline, right? Is I think we all thought that LSU could go six and six this year. I mean, um, for them to kind of win the games that they have, and I think for Burroughs to kind of come along, you know. But I, I, I it's going to be tough, man. I think you know. I, I think LSU's got some great corners, but and I think there's going to be some great match matchups, you know, with Greedy and, and Fulton and. Um, and Devontae Smith and, and, and Jerry Judy. But, you know, if two is healthy, I mean, these guys could put four touchdowns. They could beat them by four touchdowns. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get to that spread in a second as well as the others. But, I, you know, I want to tell you, there is already LSU fans sitting on a meme. Do you know what meme that is? No. Still can't – Bama still can't beat Ohio State's third-string quarterback. They are sitting on that meme. They are dying <laughs> to use it if Joe Burrow somehow pulls Dude, off Cardell a miracle. Jones was incredible that night. <laughs> that kid had the game of his fucking life, and you know it. And every What, what has that kid done since then? Uh, he's in the NFL. He's still in the NFL. He's he's uh, in the NFL. He's what? He's He's back up in the uh, for the Rams, right? Organization. But uh, I mean, come on, Philip Rivers. Yeah, and which is tough. Look, look, Philip Rivers isn't that motherfucker. Stays stays healthy. Oh, wait, he's Chargers. 
Yeah. All right. God, I mean, he he's not – I don't know if Phillip Rivers will ever retire, by the way. So Cardell Jones could be there forever. I went to school, Chattahoochee, with a, a professional backup quarterback named Charlie Whitehurst. Um, they called him Clipboard Jesus because he had long hair, sure. beard. And look, if you're, a, if you're a backup quarterback for 17 years – Congratulations. You're richer than the rest of us forever. So not a bad gig if you're Cardale Jones these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was uh that was an incredible evening. Uh I, that dude, I watched him that night just continuously fall forward and just kept falling forward for six yards. I'm like, good God. Yeah. I, man, game. you cannot stop him at all. And, and again, I think if he's not behind But for the record, we had a court we had a running back playing quarterback with Blake Sims, right? You do, you do. And look, truthfully, that's why I'm so amped to see this game uh, up close and personal. We've been to, we've we've seen almost every top college team in the country so far this year on Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. We have not seen Alabama up close and personal. On TV, this looks like a video game team. I mean, I, I've I've never seen anything like it. Tua has not played. Dude, is Techno Bowl playing with uh, the Raiders and having Bo Jackson? It is again. If this squad is healthy, the way this kid and this is what you and I had this conversation at the beginning of the season. You said, "Look, I think Saban knew that he was going to lose that national championship and just threw in the kids to give them some experience." And I said, "Bro, to the Bama fans, we had watched that second string in the A Day game." Six, you know, what eight months prior in, in, in that previous April? Sure, we had watched them go out and just dominate the first string offense, Jalen Hurts and those kids. So we all knew, holy shit, this might be the most talented crew Saban's ever had for 2018-2019. So when he said fuck it and threw in the young kids and they went out and balled out, we all had seen that in the third and fourth quarter of blowout games, we knew the way these kids were running routes, and we knew how deadly accurate uh, Tua was. And I think now everyone's seeing that this kid's just, I mean, you know, you run out of adjectives, but I mean, special. Yeah, and he, he looks bigger this year. Like, I, last year in that national title game, he looked smaller and frail. I don't know what he did in the offseason. He looks bigger. He's more mature. And God damn it, if he isn't lights out. And I will say this, Vegas knew as well. One of our sponsors is MyBookie.com. They're the, they're the chief sponsor of, of this sports show. They had him at even favorite to win the Heisman Trophy before the, the season started. So, so Vegas knew, apparently. Uh, you knew, obviously, from watching the spring game. I wasn't so much of a believer after, after the national championship game, but uh, I am now. And if, you know, look, if he can just stay healthy for the next, what, three, four weeks, he wins the Heisman running away, I think. Okay. Okay. Don't you think so? I, I mean, if you're going to give it to the, to, the, to the athlete that has the greatest impact uh, on their team, I don't know how you can't give it to them. Yeah, I mean, when you don't have to play a fourth quarter, um, I don't. You, you can't put that on the athlete. So he's just that much right, better look, than everybody else. Say that that's going to negatively impact him. The fact that he's dominating and he's putting the kind of points up he is, he is in the first and second quarter. To me, that's the true testament of an athlete who can come out not one that's able to, you know, who who kind of turns it on in the second half. Which I mean, obviously, halftime adjustments are important, but the fact that this kid just comes in laser focus and just putting it on dimes. Yeah, same. And you know, I was watching the Warriors game last night at the gym. Clay Thompson for for the Warriors, uh, he dropped fifty two points in three quarters, broke the NBA three point <laughs> record. 
with 14, and he didn't play the fourth quarter at all. No one said Clay Thompson wasn't the best player on that court last night. And, and I don't think anyone right. should say the same about Tua going forward of like, look, he's that good. He doesn't have to play the fucking fourth quarter. So uh, I, I say give the, the kid the Heisman. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. We're going to get to that spread in a second. But first, we got some sponsors who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about MyBookie.com. Uh, man, I've been on fire this year. Last weekend was not that great for me. I was uh, Dan and I were 67%. That's our lowest percentage of the season. We usually hover in the high 70s. Um, three games got me, and I don't know if you watched any of these. Uh, Todd Gurley taking a knee at the one-yard line. Really, really <laughs> fucked us up. That was an eight-point spread. Rams, Rams were up by two. All he had to do was walk into the end zone. Nah, decided to, to, to run out the clock for no reason whatsoever. Uh, not only did that prevent the over from happening, but it also prevented the Rams winning from happening. And Todd Gurley after the game was like, I don't give a fuck about fantasy. I don't give a fuck about Vegas. You're a liar, sir. Uh, last year, <laughs> you told everyone that you were amped that you won all, your, all their fantasy leagues and all this shit was going to charity and you were super stoked about it. The other thing I'd like to point out is every football player that we've interviewed or had on the show says that they know the fucking point spread of every single game. Uh, in particular, this one, this was the highest point spread against Aaron Rodgers in his entire career. You want to tell me you didn't know that? Um, and, and like a lot of people, I'm getting lit up this week of, of saying, oh, it was admirable what he did, and he was playing to win the game. That was what a fucking true player does. There was 30 seconds left. You would have gone up by nine. That's two scores. You can't do shit after that with 15 seconds left on the clock. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. And you know, you know these kids, these athletes know the spread going in. Come oh, on, there's no way. That's the first thing you do in the morning. All of them, even last night. So we, you know, we picked, uh, we picked the game for the Patriots. Spread was 14. It was a big boy spread, and they were playing the Bills. I knew that they would get house. So we we picked the Patriots for the game, so we won that. But I also, cho- I also picked the first half, and the first half the spread was eight. Patriots came, called timeouts. They were stopping the clock to try to beat that first half spread. Uh, Gaskowski misses a fucking field goal. The only field goal he misses this year. Instead, instead of going into the half up by nine to beat the spread at eight, they're up by six, and I was a loser. Um, <laughs> the other and the last, the last one that that cost me on my bookie was I had a bet with D'Anthony D'Anthony on the show, and I said. I was so pissed off about the Oregon uh, losing their spread the week before that I said, if, if Oregon loses the spread this week, I will dye my fucking hair blonde and grow a mustache and become Steve Prefontaine, the greatest athlete in Oregon history. That holds true. I fucking lost. I'm a man of my words. The mustache is growing. The hair will be dyed blonde. Uh, next week, I'm scheduled to go into a lady shop and get it dyed blonde. So I don't want to hear about anybody saying, you're not going to, you're welching on the bet. Fuck no. Appointment's made. I will be pre-Fontaine all the way through January 1st, exactly like I said. So uh, congratulations. That is a, that is uh you're going to get you a little waffle iron, make you some sneakers. Oh, yeah, d- dude. So you know he had a black mustache and blonde hair. So I'm going to have oh, yeah. to, to dye my shit. Um, Billy uh, Crudup dominated that performance greatest performance in a sports movie in my opinion uh in history it's right in there with the natural (laughs) oh man god yeah you hit me with the one two there that's my that's my one twosies there uh throwing (laughs) hoosiers at three we're good to go 
and you are good to go at mybookie.com. Any deposits between $100 and $3,000 will automatically be doubled for Drinking Bros. Just use the promo code Drinking Bros, and they will double your deposits. You can bet on this Bama game that we're about to get into this weekend that we'll be at. Uh, next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Man, I bet you the, the entire Alabama football team has been sleeping in ghost beds all year um, because they've been pl- they've been playing like they've had the best sleep of their life every single night. Sleep so good it's scary. It's Halloween. Go out and get yourself a new mattress, some new ghost pillows. They got adjustable bases now with USB ports and flashlights. Uh, that way, when your lady's sleeping for that that Monday night game, you can pop it on in your phone and just plug the phone in right into the goddamn bed. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros uh, for all the deals. Right now, they get $400 off a bundle package. Uh, finest mattresses on the goddamn planet. Uh, and that's, that's real talk. Uh, also... Also, and this is key, if you go and review the Drinking Bros podcast on iTunes, they're giving away an entire package, including the cooling mattress, uh, for the holidays. All you have to do is write the best review of Drinking Bros on iTunes, and you get a free mattress set. The fucking shit's valued at like three grand. Amazing. Uh, last but not least, BlackRifleCoffee.com. Some of the finest coffee on the planet. Uh, look out for some big deals they got coming down the pipe. They got, uh, they got bags. They got K-Cups. Their coffee club of the month is the best in the biz. It gets delivered to your house on the same date of every single month. And it's about $4 cheaper than Costco. Plus, it's 100% veteran-owned, so it's made with real veteran hands. Use the promo code SPORTS for a one-time use of 20% off at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Let's hop into it, shall we? As you know, kids, we start off with college football. We only do the top 25. If your team isn't in the top 25, they're not good enough for a spread. They just don't fucking deserve it. Um, (laughs) The first team up, man, this is going to anger you a little bit. It's Temple at the defending national champion, UCF. Oh. The spread is. And then here's the thing. I love when we talk about these guys and how incredible they are. And then there'll be a big matchup forms Memphis. You know what I mean? Like, this is just old UCF. I think those guys are going to pick it up and clean it up from last week. And, uh. Yeah. They're going to go in and I think they'll beat Temple. Yeah, I think uh, uh, 10 points. I think they'll beat them by 10 as well. I'm actually going to bet this game myself uh, with real American dollars on this. Um, I've seen Temple play a couple times this year. Uh, They're not great. It's at UCF. It's it's the night game. It's the... more importantly, it's the Thursday night game in Orlando. Everybody's going to be out for this. This is their one chance to shine on national TV. If they want that fourth spot in the playoffs, they're going to have to put on a performance this Thursday night. Because let's face it, that's the, mm, that's the only and time. have a magic wand and a little special something. Well, no look, look I, 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 ran down this, <laughs> I ran down this scenario on the show, right? Let's say Ohio State comes in with two losses or, or Michigan with two losses, and they're the, they're the Big Ten champs. I don't think they make it. Um, let's say Oklahoma ends up with two losses. I don't think they make it. Let's say Notre Dame, Clemson, and Alabama run the table, which looks very likely at this point. That fourth spot is going to be open. Is this the year you give this to an American conference team? Maybe. Maybe. I, I look. A, a two, part of the problem, Ross Patterson. I know. You're part of the problem. I, no, 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 no. Not, not at all. Um, I, I think this. I think, you know, Look, you put them in the bowl game against uh, Auburn last year, and they lit them up. But Auburn didn't. Uh, who, that, buddy? That's how. How does Auburn get excited when they're they're thinking they're going to a national championship, and now they're playing UCF 
in the Peach Bowl. Hey, look, it's tough. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying this. Either switch to a, a 6 or 18 playoff or or let one of these small conferences eventually in. I remember when remember when Boise State finally got their fucking due and they got to play Oklahoma and they won on that Statue of Liberty. I I look, yeah. I I had no dog in either of those fights, but I think I jacked off like and I was in public and I was like this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Chris Peterson coaching them when that happened. That was like his first or second year. It was. It was. You remember that little that little two handed fist pump he gave? Like, ah, uh, it was a hundred percent a meme forever. Love that guy. So, man, look, maybe there is a way in. I don't know. Um, but if if one of those Big Ten teams runs the table or Oklahoma runs the table, uh, these guys are out. Um, but they they definitely beat this ten points, and I'm going to bet on this game. Uh, next up, we've got Pittsburgh at Virginia. Virginia sneaking in here at number 23. Uh, the line is uh, Virginia minus 7.5 in this one. Who you got? I'll take Virginia over Pitt. I'll take the 7.5. Yeah, they're going to be playing at home. This is this is also a night game. This is the Friday night game. Uh, yeah, and it's the only game on TV. Those guys are going to come out fired up. You know, it's tough not to pick home. You know, it, on these night games, and there's no other, nothing else on TV. It is, and it's it's one of those games where you're like, oh, shit, it's Friday. Fucking football's on? Yep, World Series is over. Congratulations to the Red Sox, by the way. Uh, Congratulations. Call, Dan called that on the show, 4-1. Um, look, I called the World Series back uh, in August 1st. Pete Rose, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, did not. God, his picks were terrible. Uh, but at least Pete Rose admits it, though, you know? Um, but uh, congratulations to the Red Sox, best team in baseball all year long, and and they absolutely deserve that championship. I've also got Virginia in this game, um, but I, I I think this is close. Pittsburgh has been playing people close. Uh, this seven and a half is what's going to get people, and the reason why Vegas does this on a Tuesday um, is to try to lure you into this because I think this is a one touchdown game. Uh, if you want to throw a little money on it, fine. I, w- I wouldn't bet your fucking mortgage on it though. Um, cause I think this is probably, probably a one touchdown game either way. Uh, next up we got Louisville at Clemson. This is, is the highest 39. spread I've seen in a long, long time. Do you remember a spread of 39 points for, for Louisville, like an ACC team? But I mean, have you watched what's going on down? I mean, there's yeah. a, a off offensive minded guy and they're just like dismal. You know, I, I um they can't move the ball, they can't sustain a drive. I, I, I think I think Clemson um I think Clemson could hang forty two on them. I do too. And, and I and I wouldn't and I wouldn't be surprised to to see this as a you know a forty eight to seven game or something like that and then and then cover. Me personally Whenever it's an in-conference game like this, uh, for, for the sake of the show, I'm, I'm taking Clemson. Um, but in real life, I, I, I will recommend that you not bet this game. 39 is just so many fucking points that it's, uh, you know, that you're looking at six touchdowns. A team has to win by six touchdowns to cover in conference. That's too much of a risk for me. So uh, on the show, I, I think Clemson does clear this, but I don't put any money on this in real life. Uh, next up, we got Nebraska at Ohio State. Boy, Ohio State got lit the fuck up by Purdue. Um, they deserved every single second of that ass beating. It happens once a year. Did Urban Meyer do something on the bye week to get these boys back in shape? We will find out Saturday. This game is at noon. This was uh, originally before the season started. Uh, Dan and I thought we were going to be at this game. Nebraska's got a $5 million coach and Scott Frost. This was supposed to be their big comeback, and we thought for sure this would be the night game. Instead, this is relegated as, as the noon game. Uh, Ohio State got their asses handed to them, and Nebraska's on a two-game winning streak. Congratulations and all that bullshit. The spread is, is 19. 
I think Ohio State wins by three touchdowns just because they're pissed off after last week. Clayton, who you got? It's tough, man. You know, you want to say on paper Ohio State wins by three touchdowns. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, it's hard to say Frost has got these guys going in the right direction on a two-game winning streak, right? They're what two and six. Yeah. I, um, I think nineteen might be. I think my. I, I think. I think Ohio State will beat them by seventeen. Okay. You know, maybe two touchdowns and a field goal, but I don't think they'll cover the nineteen. All right. Well, I don't have a choice on this show because when when we started, uh, I was the. I am the bank for Ohio State this year. For all of my <laughs> from mybookie.com. So I don't have a fucking choice. Uh, but I do have a choice of putting my money on this as well. And uh, I am actually going to bet this game um, and uh, try to try to get back some of my losses from that fucking Purdue game. So I, I think I think Ohio State wins by three touchdowns. I think Urban uh, writes the ship and ends up stomping these motherfuckers. The two games after it are Michigan State and Michigan. He's got to get them prepared. Uh, now is the time. Uh, but a noon game for this is a uh, is a shame. Uh, but we are up to number eight in the country, which I, I said don't count Ohio State out. They went out there in the fucking playoffs more than likely. Uh, next up, we got woo Syracuse is in the top twenty five this week at twenty two, sliding in at twenty two. Wow! At Wake Forest, the line is minus five. This is in Winston Salem. Who you got? Mm. I'll take Syracuse. I, I think they I think they can get out of there with a touchdown win. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a one-score game. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I, I think Syracuse uh, as well wins this for an office pool. In real life, I don't put money on this, but uh, I, I'll take Syracuse with a touchdown in this. But I think it will be a one-score game. Uh, Wake Forest plays people tough here and there, and if they can pull it together today, uh, especially at noon, man, some of these teams have, have trouble getting up for these noon games. Um because they're not in prime time, and uh, you know these these games aren't really televised uh, nationally. This is on the ACCNE, which which is available on on what fucking YouTube Southwest. Or, yeah, I think you can get the, this game on a Southwest flight only. So good luck finding it. Uh, next up, we got Texas A and M number twenty five at Auburn. This is Auburn uh. minus four. I've had a really tough time, by the way, Clayton, with 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 Texas A and M this year picking Texas A and M games. Um, I picked them Both correctly. Of these games have been tough. I know I, I, Auburn too. I, I've I've missed uh, I've missed each of these uh, twice. These two teams. I can't figure either of them out. To be honest with you, um, both are five and three. Texas A and M is barely in there at number twenty five. This is at Auburn though. However, so I'm I'm going to take Auburn at minus four and say they win by a touchdown. But I, I, I'm not going to bet this in real life. You. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet this in real life just because you don't know which Auburn team is going to step on the field. Malzahn um, just can't seem to find any consistency out there on the plains. You know, I, I, I want to say that I think Auburn, just the way that Stidham was playing last week, it seems like maybe they woke up and to have, you know, to be back at home. Um, if that defense can get in Mon's face. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Auburn wins this. Uh, I think Auburn could win this by 10. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on this one, um, but it depends on who shows up for them. So we'll see. The tickets uh, on StubHub right now. There's there's some going for thirty two dollars. So you know this is a big matchup. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Christ. this is what happens in the state of Alabama, buddy. When <laughs> I mean, when you when you when you drop two or three games, we could care less. All of a sudden, your Saturdays are wide open. Thirty two dollars, man. I. <laughs> I spent more at Panera yesterday than I did on an Auburn ticket. Um, uh, who do you got next? Georgia, Kentucky? Yeah, Georgia, Kentucky. Oh, I, I, look, uh, th- this spread is at nine and a half, which is which. This this is why we do this show on Tuesdays. Uh, 
and drop this Tuesday night is, is because of spreads like this. If you're able to get in early in the week and bet a game like this, I think Georgia's going to win by 10-plus in this game. I do not believe in Kentucky whatsoever, nor have I all year all year long. And I think this is, this is the final nail in the Kentucky coffin. Um, and I think Georgia blows them out, and probably by two touchdowns-plus. I have to agree with you. I think the way that um, Fromm, again, seems like he really woke up last week, and he has got so so much talent uh, in Swift in the backfield and, and those receivers. I, I, I think Kentucky is uh, is fun to watch. Obviously, last weekend against Missouri um, was exciting, but these guys are tough. It's tough fighting any offense if they're able to shut down Sneal. So yeah. I, 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 th- I see Georgia – Georgia could win by three touchdowns. You know, it could be it could be a big it could be big even at home in Kentucky. So. Uh, absolutely, and this is one of my locks of the week last week was that uh, Georgia Florida game. It was Georgia minus six and a half, and I, I went all in on that. Um, I, I didn't believe in Florida either, and I haven't all year. So I'm I, I hold the same with Kentucky in this regard. So uh, I would get this game now on a Tuesday at nine and a half before the spread shoots up to ten. Uh, next up, we got number twelve West Virginia at number fifteen Texas. I am really looking forward to this game. Uh, this is a great game, and it's Texas minus two right now. Who you got? I think I'm going to go with West Virginia. Ah, Will Greer. You, you like him? I think Will Greer comes in. That that Texas defense, man, they just, they're just they hit or miss, and when they're missed, they are – I mean, those corners can get beat bad. Yeah. Um, I, I – I think this, it's a good number at two. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I think West Virginia might roll into Austin and, uh, and get it done. Yeah, look, this is a 3.30 game in Austin. You, you and I have partied there numerous times. Um, at minus two here, I have, I'm actually uh, – this year – so Texas has played eight games. I am 7-1 and one against the spread on Texas. For whatever reason, I've been able to, to figure out this team. I think they win this game. Um, and I, and I'm going to take this with, uh, with real American dollars here and, and go, uh, go Texas, uh, minus two. Oh. And I'm, and I'm going to take this now before this spread goes up as well. Cause if that, if that goes up to three, I'm with you. I think this is a close game. Uh, I think it's a one score game, but, uh, if that goes up to three and they win a field goal, at least I can get it here at minus two. So I'm taking this, uh, next up, we got number 19, Iowa. This is Craig Dulesky's team. We got a, uh, one of our listeners is a diehard Iowa fan. All he, uh, go yeah, all all he wanted all year long was us to 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 give an Iowa spread. He said, "Look, they got to make the top twenty-five. They made it the last two weeks. They've got two losses and are somehow still in the top twenty-five. Uh, they're at Purdue. It's Purdue minus two and a half. Look, Purdue rolled Ohio State. Um, bad." Uh, did they just? You know, get, that was an emotion. You wonder how yeah. much emotion played into that, right? Same. You know, with the kid and Tom Rinaldi ripping everybody's hearts out first thing in the morning on game day, over and over and over uh, again, buddy. It, it just you wonder having the kid at the game. Um, it, it was a. That, I think Iowa wins this game. I think Iowa. I think Iowa goes into uh, in Purdue and wins this game. Yeah, I do too, actually. Um, yeah. I, I think Iowa's a pretty decent team. And uh, again, you know, you're riding in the emotion. Everybody's always going to give Ohio State their best shot. Same with Alabama. 
And, uh, yep. you know, I think they're spent after last week and the emotion and all that shit. And I think they, they come back down to earth here. Certainly not going to help Ohio State that they, they lost to a four and five Purdue team. I can tell you that. But I'm taking Iowa in this, actually. So you're welcome, yeah. Craig Delesky. I think you stay in the, in the top 25 for at least one more week. Uh, this is another great game coming up. The 345 game at Ann Arbor. It's Penn State number 14 at Michigan. Michigan is minus 10. Whew. Yeah, you know that's. Uh, I think this Michigan defense is great, um, and uh, I, from what I've seen, you know, um, I think ten's a big number. I think this is. I think this is a field goal game. Yeah, I do too. And look, I, I will say this: full disclosure, Clay. I've been off on uh, this Michigan team the entire year. I, I, I cannot figure them out. I don't think that they are a number five team. Um, I, I just don't believe in it. But then again, I think this is a really down year for the Big Ten. I, I don't think, I mean, look, you can say Ohio State and you could say Michigan. But other than that, I don't think anybody is that great in this this conference. And all of these teams can be beat week in and week out. Um, Ten points is a lot. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take Penn State on this one. But look, I've been wrong on these Michigan picks all year round because I, I cannot figure this fucking team out. And uh, I wouldn't bet it if I were you at home listening. Um, but I'm, I, you know, for the sake of the show, I, I'm gonna take Penn State because I think this is a lot of points. But but I've been wrong on Michigan all year round, so don't listen to me on this one. Uh, next, yeah, up, I think a lot has has to do how Harbaugh is gonna let that quarterback go. You know, if he just lets that kid, I think the kids a. Yeah, it's, it's Shea Patterson. It's he played for Ole Miss. You yeah. guys, you guys played against him. I, I thought he was good. I don't know what what happened to him. Why he transferred from Ole Miss? But uh, look, he's led them to seven one. Ole Miss is a dumpster fire. So just best to get out of that program. <laughs> you know what I mean? All together. But God, God damn, if they don't have the hottest women on the planet there. Yeah. <laughs> no comment out of the married man, Jesse. Jesse, look, my wife knows. Look, it's part of the show. Uh, she knows I partied at Ole Miss once. Jeez. Jeez. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Penn State on paper, uh, not betting this in real life. Next up, we got number 24, Boston College at Virginia Tech. Uh, Boston oh. College was one of my sleeper teams at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I thought they had a great run game and all that other shit. They lost, they've lost a couple games since. They're back in the top 25. Uh, they're playing at Virginia Tech. This is a tough one. I, I'll, uh, look, I'm going to say Boston College, sake of the show. This is another one I stay away from, though. If if I'm a uh, you know putting money on this, who you got? Yeah, I don't know if I put money on, but I take Boston College too. I mean, it's a tough group of kids, and they had you know two tough losses, but uh, I, I still believe in that team. Same, same. Uh, next up, we got Missouri at Florida. Uh, Florida, yeah, yikes. Uh, Florida is minus six. They're playing at home. This is in Gainesville. It's the four o'clock game. I'm taking Florida. I think they win this by a touchdown. Um, but I think this minus six spread when they put something up like this is, is Vegas trying to get you to bet early on it. Um, but I, I think Florida wins. But this is neither of these teams are sexy to me. And I don't think Florida deserves to be number 13. Do you? I don't see them as 13. I think it's tough for, you know, to pick right now. You've got, you got a handful of teams um, that are playing well. And the rest is just hit or miss. And, I mean, look, this Mizzou team, good gravy. When the smart kids up at Vanderbilt put it on you, yeah, um, you know it, it's. I, I, I think Florida could win by two touchdowns. 
Yeah, I do too. And and uh, look, this one I'll actually be putting money on it. I think Florida wins it by at least a touchdown, and the, and the spread's only six. So uh, I am going to take this one. Uh, the four o'clock game coming up after that is uh, number sixteen Utah at Arizona State. There's some injuries, so there's not a spread up on this one. Uh, I will say this: Utah's looked pretty goddamn good all year. Uh, they play people really fucking tough. Um, Arizona State has the second hottest women um, in America on their campus. <laughs> So, and look, they've been playing really well. You never know what Arizona State team is going to show up when they play well. They play really well. Uh, I know. Off, Herm, Herm, Herm Edwards is their coach. Uh, it's it, Look, the weather out there in Tempe, girls are still – look, they're still going to be wearing bikini tops. That's always distracting for the Mormons up in Utah. We'll see what happens in this, but Utah has been a pretty fucking good team all year. So uh, wait, wait towards the end of the week to see what this spread is. If it's under seven, I, I'm going to put money on it um, on Utah. If if not, I think I if it's higher than that, I'm going to defer on that one. Uh, next up is number seventeen, Houston. I called this game last week. Um, they put a lot of fucking points on the board. They're playing at SMU, and uh, the spread is minus thirteen and a half. Uh, who you got in this one? I got Houston. Same man. They put a lot of points up on the board. I I, I love Houston in this game. That little quarterback's playing well, really well. And yeah. uh, man, uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped sixty on SMU in this game. Um, and this is a game you pick on a Tuesday because it's thirteen and a half. Uh, get it before it goes up to fourteen. So that way, if they win by two touchdowns, you're still golden. Uh, next up is the seven seven fifteen game, um, which is always fucking televised because it's Notre Dame. And uh, they have some pact with God that every fucking game has to be televised for the rest of our lives. Is that nine and a half? Nine and a half against Northwestern. Northwestern is a tough team, man. Um, they will ruin your Saturday. They will. I, listen. Yeah. I, I don't see them. The, these guys, they're, they, they remind me of Mississippi State. You know, they just can't win the games they're supposed to win. But by God, they'll go in and win those games. They shouldn't have a chance. And I... I take a Northwestern on this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to as well, man. I still don't believe in this Notre Dame team. Um, I, I will say this. I've been to Northwestern before uh, a couple times to watch Ohio State play there. The only disadvantage you're at at Northwestern, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic school. It's a gorgeous campus. And look, I, you'd be lucky if your children went to school there. However, their football stadium uh, seats about 10 people. And uh, there'll be about five high school stadiums bigger than five uh, people there. there Yeah, there, there, there is Texas high school stadiums that that pack more than Northwestern. Uh, Look, there's eleven hundred tickets left in a a stadium of that size at fifty dollars right now. Um, I wish they had a bigger fan base to help them out through a game like this. But with this nine and a half, I'm going to take Northwestern, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was a. Uh, a seven-point game either way. So I, I think you're all right with this, and this will be one of my upsets of the week. Uh, point spread-wise, I'd love to see Northwestern pull it off, though. Jesus, that'd be amazing. Uh, next up, we got Louisiana Tech at Mississippi State. I'll defer to you on this one. It's it's minus 22 for Mississippi State. You, you know, look, um, again, and it sounds like, you know, I sound like a broken record, but you do have these couple of teams that all finally wake up in week nine. Um, Mississippi State, you know, looked to be one of those teams. I mean, that quarterback situation has just been I, – I don't know how they didn't make a change, but they stuck with uh, – was it Fitzpatrick? Is that the kid's name? Yeah. Yep. Fitzgerald? Yeah. Does it, um, you know, I, I – 22 points. I don't think they cover. 
Tough one. Tough one. I, I, I'll i say they do cover. I, I'll say they win by 24. I'll, I'll say they just barely cover. But uh, if you're listening at home, I, I wouldn't bet this game. Uh, this is one of those weird games where, you know, they could show up, put a bunch it's of points on the, the board. It's the SEC, period, man. But I guess college football in general, that's why I don't bet college football. It's just these guys, and like you said, you just never know week to week with these kids. Week in and week out. And, you know, we've been pretty selective with, with what we've told you to bet on this show uh, for that reason. Because it's, you know, you throw money on a team like Louisiana Tech, you don't know what you're really going to get week in and week out with these guys. And, and to me, it's just not worth it if you're sitting at home saying, man, who do I put money on? Now, this next game is the granddaddy of them all. Uh, in my opinion, so far, this is the game of the year in college football. You got number one, Alabama, against number four, LSU. The line started at Alabama minus 14 and a half. It's already down to 14, which, which tells you that Vegas, a lot of people in Vegas are betting on LSU. A lot of people on mybookie.com are betting on LSU. This is a home game. This is the, this is the night game, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. That'll be, what, 7 Central at LSU. And I can tell you this. We're, we're doing a live show from the stadium with Clayton Crawford and, uh, and Graham Allen. Uh, that tailgate, they are starting on Friday night. I know this. The fans are hyped for this game. Um, good luck getting a fucking ticket for this game. Holy shit. Um, look, we talked about this before you came on. Does Bama cover this spread? Look, I think if you, if you watch college football and you're not just watching the analysts, you know, kind of break it down and it's on paper. I think Bama wins by three touchdowns. Um, I have not been impressed with LSU's offense at all. Me neither. Uh, I just don't think Burroughs can move the ball. You know, again, we all know with two weeks to prepare, these kids are going to come in. Um, I think it's going to be a really great first, second quarter, possibly. Uh, but, it, you know, it depends on Tua. If that kid's healthy and, you know, and, and, and his knee doesn't give him any trouble, he doesn't go down. Uh, I I mean, look, you've got great corners and what, and greedy and um, – what is it, Fulton on the backside? Yeah. I mean, both of those kids are NFL caliber, but they're going against NFL receivers. I think it's going to be some great matchups. Uh, I, I, I think Alabama could 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 run away with it. Yeah, but, I, I you know, look. look I, I've got Alabama in this one, and uh, I, I think they win by anywhere from the seventeen to twenty four uh, margin. Um, I'm with you. If if I'm if I'm at home, I don't bet the first half of this game. I think I think. Look, both of these teams had a bye last week, so each each team has had two weeks to prepare for the other. Um, I think both teams will probably come out a little tentative in the first quarter, just because of that. You know, the game they'll know they'll have known the game plan better than they have for any other team this entire year, and uh, I think the first quarter will probably reflect that. Uh, I could see Bama maybe going up by seven uh, at half and then pulling away in the second half. Uh, I am actually going to bet this game, and I'm, I'm going to bet Alabama. If Tua, though, if that knee goes down and, and Jalen Hurts has got to come in there, it's a whole different ball game. Uh, to me, I, look. I, it's I, a three-point game at that point. Yeah, and I look, to me, for, for Joe Burrow, congratulations, man. I, look, I, you got fucked at Ohio State, um, not not because of the program, but simply because of the circumstance. He was supposed to be our, uh, the Ohio State starter. JT Barrett ended up getting hurt, came back for a fifth year. That took away his year. Uh, the next time he got hurt, uh, Burrow had a broken hand, so they had to put Haskins in. Haskins in, came up and, and lit it up. 
Therefore, he moved on in spring ball. This kid had to go somewhere. I'm, I'm glad he's at LSU. I'm glad he's a starting quarterback. I hope he goes on and plays at the NFL. All of that being said, I do not think he's had enough time to prepare an LSU's offense to make them an offense that can hang with Alabama for four quarters right now. But, and, Ross, you've also got to take in consideration that Jalen had surgery on, what, Sunday? For yeah. That ankle sprain. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's 10 days to heal. Um where you can have really kind of any idea how much pressure you can put on it, how much mobility he has. I think he just did his first pass yesterday. Um, you know, so you're looking at Mac Jones possibly coming in, a third-string quarterback, uh, if indeed something happens to Tua in that knee. So, again, if Tua's healthy, uh, I think we run away with it, and it's not even a ball game by the second half. Same. Uh, if something happens to Tua and we got Jalen or Mac Jones in the game, you're looking at a three-point game. Same. Same. So I, I'm taking Alabama on this one. And uh, look, it's to me, in my opinion, I've said this the last two weeks, uh, the national championship is Alabama's to lose. I, have, I picked Clemson in the preseason. Uh, I still think it's going to be Clemson, Alabama, so we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to put money on Alabama this week. Uh, next up, we got Oklahoma at Texas Tech. Whew. Going to be some points scored that night. Uh, I don't know what the over is. You might want to set that at 180 um, because that's, that's going to be a lot of points on the board. Whatever the over is, bet the over. <laughs> yeah. They've, uh, they've got Oklahoma at minus 12. At, this is at Lubbock. Um, oh, they're not, they're, boy, I I don't. I'm. I'm going to take Texas Tech in this one. I'm going to say Oklahoma uh, does not. I'm going to say Oklahoma does not cover that 12 points. I'm going to take Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech has been playing a little better on defense, but you really think that they can slow down Murray? I don't. Um, but but I think it's going to be a shootout. So I, I think this is going to go back and forth. I don't think Oklahoma has a very good defense. So but, uh, it's like a sieve. Yeah, but, but worse. I, both both of these teams, I think, are are fucking. You know, this is a, a a fifty-eight to to forty-nine game. Like this is Ugh. this is what you're going to get out of this. And it, look, it's going to be fun to watch, no doubt. Um, if you're flipping over in between, you know, uh, commercials during the Alabama LSU game, but uh, I, I I'm going to take Texas Tech on this one. Um, I don't think they cover this twelve points. Uh, next, yeah, up- I take Oklahoma. I say they cover. I, I think I, I think Oklahoma again can could could win big. So. Okay. Hey, look, it's only two touchdowns. Yeah, I'll take it's only two touchdowns. Uh, next up, we got Fresno State at UNLV. Uh, miserable game to uh, to watch and uh, probably be at. Tickets are eleven dollars in this game if you're in Las Vegas. So it's um, miserable to even pick it. Boy, I, a drink at the Cosmo is double the price of of a fucking ticket for this game. Uh, Fresno's What's favorite the line twenty five. Twenty five. Wow. I'm going to take Fresno State by four touchdowns. I do not put any money on this game. As a matter of fact, I take money away from this game um, simply because it's it's Fresno State versus UNLV. And any normal human, unless you went to school to, at either of these two teams, should bet this game with, with their money. Um, I would even pick this as a parlay, to be honest with you. That's a lot of points. And, uh, yeah, I, Fresno State wins, but you know whether or not they beat 25, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you mean? What do I think? It's... it's uh... <laughs> I'm not going to dignify it with a response. <laughs> Next up, we got Cal at Washington State. 
Uh, Washington State minus 10.5. Look, I slept on Washington State in that Oregon game. Uh, that is what caused me to go all in on the pre-Fontaine bet the next week. Um, the, the Mississippi mustache that this kid's got for the quarterback of Washington State makes me a believer. Mike Leach going for it on every single fourth town makes me a believer and makes me want to watch this this team play. Uh I am I am on this bandwagon. I'm I'm going all in on Washington State again and uh I don't know, man. There's something really fun about this team to watch and and I'm starting Look, I think to enjoy they're the them. only contender in the Pac-12. Um I I it, it I think they're I, I agree with you. I think Leach has got these guys playing uh with their hair on fire and I know Cal can play upset sometimes, but I like Washington State in this and covering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Washington State. Last game of the night, the midnight game. This is for all of the junkies out there. Uh, this is Utah State at Hawaii. I'll, I'll tell you why this is for all the junkies. Every gambler knows this. When you're losing your ass on college football Saturday, you think you can get it all back for the midnight game at Hawaii. You usually take the over, or you usually take Hawaii um, because uh, everybody's got to travel out to Hawaii on whatever brutal eight-and-a-half-hour flight that is. Most of the kids get there. They've never even seen Hawaii, let alone the beach. They end up going uh, go a little too hard, get sunburned, go to the luau's. They get a little fat. Um, every single gambler on the planet bets this Hawaii game. It's minus 19 uh, for Utah State. I'm taking Hawaii with the points, motherfucker. <laughs> I, you know, look, I would take Hawaii on the points as well. You know, we used to bet this game in the early, late 90s, early 2000s because it was a guarantee that Hawaii was going to put up 40, 50 <laughs> yeah. points. I think that now the rest of the country has realized the great quarterback play down in, in uh, the state of Hawaii, and we've gone down there and we've picked it clean. Uh, I don't think it's what it used to be. I think most of the talent is pulled out at different universities nowadays, but uh, I, I like I like Hawaii against the spread. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for him out of old faithful. Uh, as we switch over to the NFL here, um, the NFL is, uh, whew, I don't want to say the executives are uh, looking for a desk to stand on and, and a belt, a sturdy belt to hang themselves with on this Thursday night game, but it is the one in six Raiders against the one in seven 49ers um, for the Thursday night's Fox game. Boy, um, there's going to be about 15 people watching this, um, mostly people with fantasy football uh, players in this game. The spread is San Francisco minus three. Uh, who you got in this one? Uh, I mean, look, I'm going to take San Francisco, but I mean, you might as well blindfold me and spin me around in circles. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm the same. And it's like, dude, if you, the Raiders have traded away everyone. Um, 49ers are down to their ninth string. Uh, Beat hard is their quarterback at this point. Uh, I got Matt Bright on fantasy, but that guy can stay healthy for about 18 minutes out of a game. Um, You know, David Carr put up some respectable fantasy numbers last week. I'd say turn him loose and let him wing it around. I'll take the Raiders just for the sake of it because uh, Carr's fighting for his job next year. But in real life, I, I stay away, far, far away from this. this Whatever's going on within that organization, for them to put out these press releases that he's difficult or that there's issues in the locker room, that fucking kid, I've watched him put it on the line the past two seasons. He yep. throws his body out there. He is so committed to that team and to, to, to be in a game or in a baller. Um, for this press, they really need to figure it out. They've got to get that office cleaned up because that organization is in trouble. 
Yeah, if you want my honest opinion on on the 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 car situation, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Um, you know, I think fuck, I think he could go down to Jacksonville and probably win immediately. Uh, out of you know, take over for Bortles. I think they want that massive contract out of there, and uh, and they cut him before they go to Vegas. I think this team is trading away for all their draft picks uh, just to, simply Without to get doubt. ready for Vegas. Um, you know, it's a show there. I, look, I felt the same way about the Golden Knights. When you go to a Vegas Golden Knights game out there, it is a fucking party. The atmosphere is amazing. No doubt the Raiders will crush there, and it will be a blast to see them play there. But they've got to put great product on the field the same way the Vegas Golden Knights did. And uh, I think they're, they're, they're trading away, you know, everything that they have now for future first-round picks so that they can get this team ready for Vegas. I don't think they give a fuck, but I think Carr gives a fuck enough about himself and I think he will will this team to a win on Thursday, but I'm not going to fucking bet it. Uh, next up, we got the Bears at the Bills. Oh, boy. That Bills game was I'll miserable I'll take Chicago to watch. on this, but again, just, you know. Minus eight and a half. I, look, I do too. Um, th- this is a game that, that uh, if you're out there on a Tuesday night uh, when the show drops, bet this before this spread comes back. Uh, C.J. Anderson got hit in the back last night, or Derek Anderson, whoever the fucking 90th string quarterback is for the Bills these days. He got hit in the back so hard it looked like he broke five ribs. Um, he could hardly walk off the. He could hardly walk off the field last night. No, so I, I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, but if, if, if I'm at home, cause the bears have a disgusting defense and I start them at fantasy, I think they're going to, the bears will easily win this game by two touchdowns. I bet this game for sure. And, uh, and I go hard. I, I think the bills tried as hard as they could against the Patriots and it still wasn't good enough, you know, to even come close within 20 last night. I take the bears all goddamn day with eight and a half on this one. Uh, next up the chiefs at the Browns. Um, boy, this spread is a lot lower than I thought it would be. This is eight and a half for the Chiefs. What do you think about this? I think the Chiefs win. You know, I mean, their quarterback play is so exciting right now. The kid could be MVP. Um, I think. I, I think they. I think they run away with it. I do too. Um, you know, the only thing that I could possibly see, you know, potentially hurting this spread is the fact that the Browns fired all of their coaches yesterday. Um, I mean, they cleaned the building out. Uh, their offensive right. coordinator, Todd Haley, is gone. They got rid of Hugh Jackson, you know, after two years or you know, two and a half years. Finally, that motherfucker won two games in, uh, in you know, almost three years there. Like that was long overdue. I can see, you know, this new guy just turning Baker loose and letting him go bombs away. But I still, I still don't think they can hang with the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs win by ten plus in this one. I think you're fine betting the Chiefs on this one. Uh, the next up, these games, man, this is like, I fucking hate calling these games jets at the dolphins. Um, it's a, it's a battle of the who cares in this one. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take Miami in this, um, minus three. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at minus three, I'll take Miami. Yeah. Same Brock Osweiler is, uh, is looked fine. Uh, he's looked okay. Uh, this Darnold kid is, uh, is real hit and miss still right now. Um, I think you're fine, you know, taking this, you know, I could see it being a a push at worst, but I don't think the jets win this game. But, uh, you know, me personally, I I don't pull money out of my wallet and bet on this game at all. Uh, I let these two shitty teams fight for the the scraps of their, of whatever draft pick they're going to get at the end of the year. Uh, next up, we get the lions at the Vikings. This is Minnesota minus five and a half. Really like this game, actually. Who you got? I got Minnesota. 
You got Minnesota in this one. Yeah, I do too, man. I look, I've yeah. I've been positive on Minnesota all year, and I'm gonna double check something because I think we have breaking news on this game, which is massive. And uh if this is true, um yeah, it is true. Holy fucking shit. Golden Tate, the uh, star wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, has just been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick. Bet this game right now, then. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> they just lost their best receiver right now. Bet this game. I mean, this just happened 13 minutes ago, it says, according to the line. Go in and bet this game immediately before this spread gets up because the Vikings win this easily by more than a touchdown. And uh, another massive trade is just coming through uh, before we pick this next game. Demarius Thomas has been traded to Houston. Whoo, boy. So he's going to take over for uh, Will Fuller, uh, who just went down with a torn ACL last week. Um, man, whoever's got Darius Thomas in fantasy football, welcome to Deshaun Watson. Holy shit! You don't, you never see trades this big uh, before the deadline. Man, uh, good for them. Good for Demarius Thomas. Um, I, I'd like to see him uh, win, win another Super Bowl. I, I like that guy. He's a, he's a he's a Hall of Famer to me. Uh, Lions, back to the Lions. Vikings minus five and a half. Take it right now because this is gonna this is gonna jump up to eight here in about twenty minutes in Vegas. So, um, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, next up, we got the Falcons at the Redskins. Washington minus one and a half. The last three weeks, Washington has been at a, at a minus one or a minus one and a half game. Vegas has no no confidence in these guys whatsoever. But quietly, they're a five. They've got a five and two record. They're three and one at home. Uh, the Falcons. Yeah, and I, I think they're gonna beat the Falcons. Yeah, I, I, look, the Falcons' uh, defense has been so depleted all year round. Uh, the only chance the Falcons have in this game is to keep winging the ball. Um, they got the full look. They got a full complement of weapons with uh, Ridley, who's been lights out this year, uh, and Julio Jones obviously is lights out every year. Um, uh, Tevin Coleman's not bad. Ito Smith is not bad on the offense. The problem is, if, look, all of the Falcons are on injured reverse, injured reserve for defense. Uh, I could see them making a game of this. I tell you what, I, I think the Redskins will win this game. Um, I don't bet money on this, but I, I on the spread, but I will take the over at forty-seven and a half. Um, I, it's hard being a Falcons fan knowing how much talent they have on that team and watching Sark do such a terrible job as OC. He's 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 a terrible offensive coordinator. Um, you know they had they had a defense that I thought could compete this year, but then literally they all went down. Everyone's injured. Everyone's injured on that team. I, I'd love to see them uh, fire Sar- you know Steve Sarkeesian in the offseason and bring in a, an offensive coordinator. Um, but but look on, on paper, if you're looking at it, Matt Ryan's got better numbers uh, offensively than he did when he won the MVP. Um, so I don't know, man. I, this is a this is a tough game to call. And look, I'm a Falcons homer. Everybody knows that at home. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons win this game, but I don't put money on that. But I do on the over at 47 and a half. Next up, we got the Buccaneers at the Panthers. Panthers have been looking good as of late. Uh, Buccaneers have announced at starting quarterback uh, about an hour ago. It will be Fitz Magic back in there. Um, sexy Fitz Magic. Anything's possible with that fucking guy. Um, <laughs> He's fun to watch, and I mean, look, I think it's hard not to just like Fitzmagic, right, as a as a human being. 
I like Carolina, though. I just feel that Cam has really been playing his best ball of the season. Um, I see them just – I see Tampa going in and kind of getting rolled up. I, I think so, too, and uh, I'm with you, man. I, I think they got this offense rolling a little bit. Panthers, Panthers are starting to look good. Um, McCaffrey has been has been great. Uh, if they can mix in Curtis Samuel a little bit better, uh, that would certainly help. But uh, I think you're fine betting this at six and a half. I think the Panthers win by seven. Uh, next up, we got the Steelers at the Ravens. Steelers have really, really turned it around, man. Uh, this was my preseason Super Bowl pick to go to the Super Bowl. The Steelers. I thought I was fucked when Le'Veon Bell uh, decided to to sit out and ride jet skis in Miami for 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 nine weeks. Uh, but James Conner has been the truth, man. Uh, fucking third best running back in the NFL right now. Uh, they got Baltimore minus three on this game. I'm taking the Steelers in this. You know, I've got Baltimore. I just, it's, I want Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm like you. I thought preseason I had these guys, um, you know, I had these guys winning it all. And just the way that they've, the way that they kind of came out, and I agree that they've turned it around in the last three games. But, um, yeah, I, I take Baltimore to win this game. Look, I, I understand that call. I was at the – so this is their second matchup of the year. I was at the first one, so I got to see these two teams play each other in person up in Pittsburgh, and Baltimore rolled them. I mean, that game wasn't even close. It was over in the second quarter up there. And, uh, you know, if if Baltimore has their number, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, they didn't – the Steelers just didn't look like – in particular, Roethlisberger looked like he had a confidence back then, but he does now. I'm actually going to bet this one and take the Steelers in this one. And, uh, man, if they win again, with the trade deadline today being at 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, I'll be interested to see if Le'Veon Bell reports at 4.01 just so he can get that paycheck and get back on the team um, because he can't be traded after the trade deadline. So, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be an interesting week, but uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this one. Uh, next up, the Texans, who we just talked about. Holy shit. They're playing the Broncos this week? So Demarius yep. Thomas gets traded from the Broncos to the Texans, but he's only going to the next locker room over because the game is at Denver this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about uh, luckiest trade of all time and not having to pay any movers this week. That's Demarius Thomas. Congratulations. <laughs> You did not have to call United or U-Haul this week because you're you're still sleeping in your own bed, my man. What a weird feeling that's going to be walking out onto the field in the stadium you you just got traded to uh, this week. Holy shit, um, man! That that is a tough game to pick. Then uh, do, do they come out and go to Demarius Thomas every single time just to just to prove a point? Uh, just to kind of rub it in the face. I, I look. I, I I got Denver on this one, man. You know, it's Denver I, uh, minus two right now. Um, the spread has not changed with Demarius Thomas going down. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Texans on this one. I'm gonna take the Texans, and I think they're fired up that they got Demarius Thomas. I mean, usually what happens when a team picks up a star player, it means the owner believes them and, and they think they can they can be a playoff contender. So, uh, fuck it. And also, look, he's not going to be in that locker room for the Broncos. That's a weird, what a weird matchup. I, I'll tell you what, on paper I take this. I, I'm not, I would stay away from this in real life. That's too odd of a trade for your biggest superstar on your team to go to the other team and play them during the same week in your home stadium. I can't recall anything like that ever happening. Man, that's weird. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so you're taking Denver. I'm gonna I'll, I'll say Texans for the sake of it, but I, I don't bet on this one. Uh, next up, we got the Chargers at the Seahawks. I have not been good on any Seahawks pick this year. I just do not believe in this team. But yet somehow here we are, and they're four and three. Uh, and, and you know Russell Wilson, he's so good at home. I think that Seattle plays so good at home, so it's tough to pick again when they're in that stadium. It is, man, and it's man. If you haven't been there, it is loud as fuck in there. You can't hear anything in there. Uh, every game is sold out. The fans come out for it. The Chargers have zero fans in, in Los Angeles. Um, nobody even cares that they're. Well, they play in a there. soccer stadium, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's rough, <laughs> and nobody can, like San Diego said. Fuck you! I'm not driving to L.A. Like, thanks for taking the team away. We're good. It was the worst move ever. They had a great stadium on the water. The fans were loyal because obviously they are terrible. Um, and I, for, to move them to Los Angeles just was the worst move. Uh, I, I I still can't make sense of it. Los Angeles are such fair weathered fans anyway. Yeah. It's hard to get anyone into a stadium, much less you've got two NFL teams now. Get real. Crazy. Crazy. So I look, in this one I'm with you. I think the Seahawks win this game. I think the spread is fair, by the way. I think it's uh it's it's a field goal game either way. Uh I'm not going to bet this one in real life, but uh I will take it on the show. We'll take the Seahawks by three points. Uh, next up, this game we will be at. We will actually, uh, I believe we're on the field for this game. Um, for the Yeah, we are. We're, we're on the field for this Rams-Saints game. This is, man, uh, one of the best games of the year. The Rams, 8-0. Saints, 6-1. Both teams absolutely fucking rolling. The spread is New Orleans minus 1.5. Who you got? You know it's tough. You, it's it's hard to pick to get pick against LA with the way that offense is playing. You know, but I, I'm, the way New Orleans, especially at home, Drew Brees and with Ingram and Kamara in the backfield, they've been running the ball so well. It's such a good little tandem they have going. Um, I have Rams, but now having this conversation, I got. I think I'm going to go with New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking New Orleans as well, and I, I think this is a back and forth game. Uh, I was just gonna. I was literally just about to say what's the over, and it just popped up on screen. It is sixty and a half. Whew. Boy, man, I don't. That's that is a lot. I don't of, know if I take that. Yeah, but, uh, that's a lot. I have not seen a spread a in the sixties in an, in an NFL game in a long time. Um, maybe the the early Rams, the greatest show on turf, but not now. Holy shit! Um, I yeah. This look, this is a back and forth game. I I I think I I like New Orleans. I think they're on a roll. They're at home. That stadium is going to be loud. Their fans are are banana dick, and uh, it's going to be a fun one to be at, man. Because this is a potential NFC Championship game as well. Um, I could see these two teams playing to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC for sure. So it, it, this is going to be a really really great game. Um, and I think it's back and forth and I, and I look, I think it comes down to a field goal at the end and, and, uh, I'll, I'll take new Orleans winning it. Uh, next up, we got that Sunday night game. This is another great game, man. This is Packers at the Patriots. Um, Packers need to win this game. They're three, three and one, uh, but they're own three away this year. And, uh, Aaron Rodgers, if, if you're going to make the, the playoff push, this is it. You're halfway through the season. Uh, the time is now. However, you're playing Tom Brady at home. Patriots are six and two. They look like shit this week against the Bills. Um, I, you know they look like shit, but what's incredible is they just continue to do whatever it takes to get it done. Yeah, and and I think that's that's a testament to Belichick and being able to get these kids to all buy in. Um, to see what's his name playing from the in the backfield. What was that wide receiver? Uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson. I 
Oh, dude, this kid, you know, look, I think it, it, I think Tom's tough to beat at home. Um, I, I, I'd love to see Green Bay win this, but I got New England. Yeah, at, at minus five and a half, it's it, it's tough to bet against New England in this one. Um, I, I don't think New England's defense has been that great. I wouldn't surprise if this was a field goal game. Uh, and for that reason, I'm actually going to take the Packers on this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has got a lot of fucking pride. And, and look, they, they came close against the Rams last week. Um, I, I think he's got to go for broke in this game because if they go three, four, and one, it's going to make it really, really tough to get to the playoffs. So I, I'm going to take Rodgers with the points this, in this one and say the Packers. Uh, the last game of the week is the Titans at the Cowboys. This is the Monday night game. Cowboys. Uh, they got your boy from Alabama now. They they uh, they traded for Amari Cooper, um, who I love by the way. I, I I think he's a great receiver. I think he got stuck in a, sh- a city a shitty situation up in Oakland. Yep. Um, but he had a really great year. He he just wasn't being thrown the ball that much. And I'll be curious to see because they they had a full week of practice with Dak and them because uh, the Cowboys had a bye week. Um, I, I man, I think he could be a great fit there, and uh, I think he's going to thrive in this offense. I, I, I don't think it was structured. It, it, being in Oakland, it just wasn't structured for his talents and his skill set. I think him being here um, with some of the other weapons that Dak has, I think he's going to be a great asset, and I think it might even turn this team around. Uh, I got Dallas in this game. Same, I, I got Dallas by uh, by by. It's six and a half now. Get this before it jacks up to seven. Um, I, I think that team is is fired up. Uh, having Amari Cooper is also going to take some pressure off of Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. I was going to say it gives Zeke an opportunity to open up his game, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm amped about this move, and uh, I could see the Cowboys winning winning this game by by more than six and a half. So I, I'm actually going to bet this game, and I'm actually excited to watch this game um, to see how Amari Cooper does in this offense. I also like when the Cowboys are good. Uh, in the league just because I think it's good for the league. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be amped to watch this game on Monday nights. Mr. Crawford, it was a pleasure, man. We're doing another live show together on Saturday. We will be uh, live from uh, LSU, Alabama. We'll be at at, uh, doing a live show from the tailgate with uh, Graham Allen right next to the stadium. So right where all the players and the band walk in is where we will be. They will literally walk right past our tailgates. It is uh, open bar, uh, free booze, and food all day long. Stop by and see us. We'll be there from uh, 1 to 6. Probably be heading into the game around 6-ish. And also, if there's any uh, uh, officers inside the stadium, any LEOs out there, we're in section 305, row 5. We're about five rows uh, off the 20-yard line, right behind the Bama bench. Uh, No, living the sweet life with Zach and Cody on that one, man. Buddy, I'll be uh, I'll be wearing my Alabama onesie, and uh, I look forward to meeting you in Baton Rouge, sir. Oh, it'll be it'll be a blast, and then we'll also be at that Saints Rams game. Uh, st- feel free to stop by and see us there. We'll be on the field for a little bit, and uh, and then partying in New Orleans. Uh, I want to tell you this before you, you you get out of there, though. I, I've I've had a rule except for one game this year that I I, I wear the the home. Jer- the home uh, the home team either shirt and or jersey of of the team that we're at so i will be we- wearing an lsu shirt for that one uh don't take me to the cleaners on this we got a lot of drinking bros around the nation we are coming to louisiana so so therefore i will have an lsu shirt on saturday you didn't say anything about that before <laughs> 
Look, I'd be happy to sell that ticket for, for six grand or whatever the fuck they're going for. People are at home just giving up kidneys in a fucking bathtub for these seats. So, uh, no, but c- come on out and join us. Uh, it'll be fun. Also, Graham Allen is, is a diehard Bama fan as well. Um, so, so it's going to be a great show. Uh, love you, buddy. I appreciate you doing the show, and uh, I will see you Saturday in Baton Rouge. Love you, buddy. Roll Tide. My goodness. Hello, Ross. Well, hello. Isn't this nice? It's nice having you here, and I'm still really stoked on this table. We're going to get a new table. We are. We are. So we don't have to look back we're and forth. Tur- we're turning toward each other. I like it. I feel dainty. <laughs> have you ever been cradled by a giant? <laughs> At least you're not in the small chair like last time. I'm not. I'm not in the small chair like last time. I'm in a big boy chair, and we got a big boy guest today. Sure do. Who, who do we got here, Baker? His name is Jeremy Hills. Hills. And he played football at the University of Texas and did a little stint in the NFL. Hook him. And now he runs uh, basically sports performance program for the Onnit Academy. Is that yes, the correct sir. way to say it? Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. So uh, excited to have we're him We're all here. big fans of Onnit on the show. Uh, yeah. Dude, they're mind enhancers. Absolutely. That's what I call them. Alpha brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. call mind them mind enhancers. enhancers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I take those, forget it. Yeah. I am locked, locked in. in oh, uh, dude! Actually, I said this before in the podcast. I kind of have a small bone to pick with Aubrey. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, we were having the podcast. I think you listened to, and we're talking about nicotine and how it actually helps <laughs> your brain fire. And he's like, "It's all about the consumption, really. Like, you know, dipping and smoking are fucking terrible for you, but like a nicotine gum, for instance, isn't that bad." And I'm sitting there. I'm like. And I could use another upper. Since that podcast, I chew nicotine gum now, and I'm not really fucking proud about myself. Yeah, but literally, <laughs> literally went out, so I heard it on the way here. Stopped by a gas station. I was like, "Hey, you guys, uh, you guys got any? You got any chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any chance? So, yeah. Sound like I was talking to a dealer on the way. <laughs> yeah, out yeah. I, I feel like I'm a 16 year old buying it, and it's illegal. I'm like, God, he like the four milligram. Nicotine, you hang off of it, dude. You give me alpha brain, caffeine, and nicotine. I'm, I'm fucking come at me, Tesla. I'm look. I'm close. Smirnoff Ice, alpha brain, and that <laughs> what? And a Capri 120. I'm just saying. Are you, like a nice, like Zima? Do you throw a Jolly Rancher? In I it? like to. I like to throw a Jolly and a Zima. You don't know me, but oh, I, I oh, I go Jolly Rancher Zima because it's back. Okay. Um, and it's something different. Um, and it helps you drink more clearly. And I'm a huge, massive fan, so I go that, and then a Capri 120. Real thin yeah. out the window. Wait, do you go butt or or window? Oh, Capri? I go I go I go window. I haven't said That's the word weird. Capri in reference to a cigarette in <laughs> decades. Oh, Capri. Do they still make those? Well, I, weird. Nobody I, smokes I, anymore. I was thinking Capri Sun. Yeah, I went, yeah, yeah, I went, yeah. I, that's what I was asking. Did you stick it in the bottom of the Capri? Oh, or the top? no. I thought well, you were talking about the butt in the back of the cigarette, or, uh, like in the back of the cigarette box or not. I think and that, I was like, hey. That tells a- you a lot about someone's character if they go ass in in a Capri Sun or they're like very diligent and technical and put it in the With top. With the pointy, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an ass guy. I just shove it in there. Just Let's shove go. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. yeah. But the I mean, Capri 120 violent. is the same size as the Capri Sun. It straw. is. It's a long cigarette. Yeah. It's a long, dainty cigarette yeah. for, for ladies. Just like uh, Jewish women in their 80s. Yentas. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Sigs inside. Just sitting around kvetching and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You a big fantasy football guy? Oh, definitely. Dude, best team name. Because we, we run two Champions Leagues here on, okay. on Drinking Bro Sports. Um, I, I Look, I don't want to brag. I'm in first place in, in one. Uh, my wife is in first place in the other. No bigs. 
because I said that Patrick Mahomes was going to be the greatest player of all time. And wow. so I draft him in every league. I'm destroying people. Yeah, I mean, course. ripping I mean, open their assholes and crushing their no, souls. No, right now Patrick Mahomes is is rewriting what it means to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, so after every win, Who does he I smoke a Capri for? 120 like a lady, like an old Jewish lady. <laughs> and then I scoff at the other team. Who does he play for? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you know me. Nah, that's fine. I watched the UFC. That's it. What year did you go to Texas? So I got to Texas in uh, 07. And, um, what year did you meet McConaughey then? Oh, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt, uh, shut no, the no, fuck no, up. No. <laughs> You're on a first name basis. You just no. got, oh, Matt? You just got big league. He just big league. Yeah. 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 Listen, yeah he big league. Listen, listen, and, 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 right, no, rightfully so. No, uh, Mr. McConaughey. No. Uh, <laughs> Even I met bigger. him in uh, January 08. And, man, so he was with us that entire season. We went 12-1 that year, beat Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. And then uh, – um, Who? Oh, uh, oh, the Ohio State. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. He's, he's cool. cool. guy. You know, so I went to, I graduated from there, right? I'm, I apologize. I mean, we had to do what we had to do. But, um, no, we beat, the, I mean, damn good game, damn good team. By it me. was, it yeah. was, it was a great game, actually. But, um, so I remember we went back to where we were staying in Arizona, and, uh, yeah, you did. We had fun. Hey, he said, hey, man, I got, I got three fingers worth of tequila in the glass <laughs> I need to share with you, man. Is that what he said? <laughs> That's all he does is drink tequila, no, warm tequila, like three fingers in a glass. Man, that's a man. Three show, I know. He's dude. He's a fucking. He's he lives that life. By the way. Oh, 100%. that's him. Like no, what? What you see on? See, that's him. He's him. a great dude. Authentic, genuine, kind, intelligent, uh, very, very, very funny. Like he's just a good guy. Yeah, he's loves guy. UT football more than life itself. That's very true. Was Lance Armstrong out there with with you guys at all? Did he? Was was that? I, honestly, I didn't meet Lance until I got with on it. Years after UT, okay, yeah, because I know he's a big UT guy. Yeah, oh eight was the the big Tour de France doping scandal, downfalls, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. He was probably going through some shit about that mm-hmm. time. Eh, was he or was he not? I think he won it that year. I, 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 yeah, just for the record, everybody in the top one hundred was doping. There's just only a couple guys got. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it's like it takes nothing away. He's still a champion in my eyes. One hundred percent. We're the only ones that are all natural. Um, I don't know, because you when you walked in, you looked at my physique and you said, God damn it, where do, where do you train? <laughs> and I was exactly like, dude, what I I said. Got, I'm at Matt's home gym. That's exactly I'm what at I Matt's said. home gym. That's yeah. literally exactly what I said. Because um, <laughs> when you walk <laughs> You can tell Ross is super humble. That's like his thing. Like he's, I can't. We're on camera, right? You can see this. Because I got, I got stopped two reasons. They were like, hey, do you have a permit for that gun? I said no. And then the USDA came in afterwards and they were like, dude, you can't be throwing beef around like that unless we approve it. Oh, and shit. I was like, dude, stamp it. Yeah. And then let me live on with my life, dude. Let me we, live. We did work out. Teach this. me your ways. He had the green, the little two-pound green weights today in the gym, uh, my gym, my home gym. And he's, that's what he was. Yeah, Cock weights. So. Cock weights. Um, I go, here's the thing. Because he likes to warm up with arms, get everything going. I go, cock weights to start. And that's it's for my lady. It's for yeah. my lady because I'm a gentleman. Um, and, then, uh, and then after that, I go into my routine. I usually warm up with uh, 385 bench. Um, <laughs> but that's my first set. And I usually do a rep of 60. <laughs> um, just to get started for the day. I'm kidding. I really, you're I really, one of the best in the business, and we want to talk to you about training today. Solid, solid. Let's do it. I yeah. really want to bring you out. I don't know. Um, are you going to be there on Veterans Day or the day after Veterans Day at yeah, On It? With the deal that's going on, yeah. I definitely will be there. Yeah. So I, there are, I know there are tickets available. If you're in Texas, check it out. On It is hosting this really cool um, workout, and I believe uh, after they're going shooting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, with Tim. Black Rifle Coffee will Tim be Kennedy. out there serving. Yeah, yep, Tim, Tim Kennedy. Kennedy. And I was invited to work out as well but then i saw 
Tim and some of the other guys. Well, and I'm like, teams that man, like yeah. I take yeah. pride in being fit, but that's a next level. Like I, I'm, I'm a business guy. No, 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 no. What you did was you seen that list and you said, sign me the fuck up. Right. Yeah. Now. I was like, yeah. I'm going to fuck all these dudes up as long as I don't have to do jujitsu with Tim. Hold yeah. on. Oh, no. Hold on. So, Matt, on Friday, you did, was it Friday or Saturday? You posted a little video of your little bench burner sets. Is that NFL combine shit right there? Fuck yes, dude. It's, hold on, let me. So his, what were you doing exactly? Hold on, his first set was two twenty-five, twenty reps. Then you went how many reps? You went two. You went twenty reps at two twenty-five. Then fifteen, ten, and ten. That that was just a breakdown set to get warmed up and then go through it. I take fitness pretty seriously. I used to be really into it. I've been my my brother was number one um, in the nation as a, a powerlifter and he was all clean. Wow. Um, wow. And then I tried powerlifting, did the bodybuilding stuff, and then at this point I'm just trying to look somewhat decent for my wife because uh, I work me. fucking seventy hours a week. At so. the end but, of the day, it's all about looking good. Naked. Yeah, the but yeah. no, those are absolutely NFL combine numbers. Oh, definitely. On two twenty five on the bench, full, I'll take full, it. Full, I'll full take range it. of motion, yeah. full range of motion. Yeah. It wasn't like halfsy reps, just or quarter all reps. combine reps. He's yes, just like full extension, out. absolutely. I was like, man, good lord, he's got and long he, ass arms. He doesn't have midget arms either because that's another thing. People with midget arms, yeah. Really fucking bench, oh, can't definitely. they? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. I knew a, I knew a midget who could bench like a, a <laughs> madman. I mean, it was An incredible to watch this guy. Yeah, because I mean, it was boom, boom. I mean, it was four inches off the off the chest, and he was that's a full rep. That's a full rep. And he was hammering it, dude. So I've seen through some of your resume, you trained some absolutely phenomenal athletes from kind yeah. of a very diverse skill set. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the misconception of fitness, in my opinion, is people think there's one way to being fit or athletic. And I think, you know, where, how you train a golfer is mm-hmm. significantly different than how you train an NBA guy or NFL guy. I mean, what's your approach to training athletes? See, that's the thing about it is that, like, I kind of, like, take the, 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 the tag off of it. Like, let's take athlete off of it. They have a job that yeah. they get paid to do, right? Right. So their job comes with a job description. So based off their job description, then based off their skill set, determines what we need to fill in the blanks to make them better at their job. So usually it's just movement that we're training for. So all the athletes that you see, whatever position they play, whatever sport they play, it all comes down to movement, movement, movement patterns. So if we get strong where it applies, uh, fast as it applies, the agile, mobile, mobile where it applies, that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. So we get the guys and girls to kind of look at it in that lens, and it makes things a hell of a lot easier because all their lives they've been training as a basketball player. Training as a quarterback, training as a running. Stop doing it like that. Stop doing it. And you're seeing a lot of that these, uh, you know, when I was growing up, um, everyone played multiple sports year round. Mm -hmm. And so now what you're seeing is you're seeing a transition from multi sport athletes to individual where they only play baseball all year or all they do is train for football or track or whatever it is. And, you know, one of the problems with that is segmented training gets segmented results. Yes. And I think that. If you were at UT, your first year was your freshman year was two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So my first year in college was nineteen ninety four. I'm a little older than you, but let me ask you this: How much did training evolve from the time you started at tennis at Texas? I'm sorry, I hate UT, but at University of Texas <laughs> until now. So remember the Nebraska team in the nineties yeah. with yeah. Uh, Winstrom and those guys? Mm-hmm. Like they destroyed everyone because they with Tommy Frazier. They were bigger, they were faster, faster, they were stronger. stronger. So they'd get the top athletes on offense, they'd get the top athletes on defense, and then the top special teams guys. Well, where was the one place they could make improvements? Strength and conditioning. Yeah. And so the advancements from that team until when I was uh, you know, finishing up college were drastic. And I got to imagine the, the improvements 
from my time to your time were huge. Let me ask you this. From the time that you finished college, how much of a change has taken place in the sports performance arena? We finally have figured out that bigger, faster, stronger was just a highway to injury. Mm. That's all it was, was you're going to be bigger, faster, stronger on your way to eventually getting hurt. So then careers were cut short. Because you can't train tendons and ligaments. You you can't. You just can't. So by the time when I came into UT, it was sort of that mindset still, but we were kind of figuring it out. And then by the time I left UT, it was more so about how well does this team move? What type of shape are we in? Can we run all day? And how healthy can we stay throughout a season? So ultimately, uh, what we always say, the best ability is availability. So by week 10, Interesting. when November comes around, yeah. you want to know who's playing the best brand of football? Look who has the least amount of guys in the training room, the least amount of guys on the injury list. Those guys are usually the guys that are being successful late in the, in the seasons. Right. Right? You look at different teams, and you're like, man, all that talent, they just can't put it together. One of the biggest reasons why is because their bodies aren't ready for the type of grind that – even collegiate and, of course, professional, but even a collegiate season kind of does to the body. Right. So what we're trying to do is train for two things, longevity and then performance, with longevity almost being circled first because you could be the biggest performer in the world, but if I only can count on you for a quarter of a season, it really limits how good we can be, especially if you're one of my best players. That's very true, and I think that's it's funny that you say that, and that's super interesting because I think a lot of, of the best MMA camps in the world have developed that same methodology where they're, you know, early on in boxing, you know, kids were getting punch drunk because they were doing full sparring sessions mm-hmm. all throughout the year, where now they're kind of segmenting and goes, hey, well, we'll take three or four sessions in the camp and we'll go fucking no, no hold bars, just hammer each other. But we want, you know, the mind and the body to be good. So when we're prepping for through this fight camp, like it, it, even if we take a loss, we know that he can come back and still have exactly. the opportunity to have hopefully like a five, six year career in MMA rather than come out, smoke show everybody. And then like a, not to use, like a Chuck Liddell where the, the chin just gets so freaking demolished in training camp over the right. years that you can't even take a jab. Right. And I guess it's probably the same way with NFL athletes. And because, I mean, I don't think people realize the season, and I never played football, but fuck those guys take some punishment. Like, oh, my God. Even with crazy. the pads and all that, but, like, the brain injuries and, you know, and we can talk about it after, but really the, the DOD and Army and Special Operations community have taken so much out of the research from the NFL, and there's actually organizations out there trying to not have segmented research but kind of collectively coming at that because a lot of guys that are getting blown up in vehicles are experiencing the same issues in TBI as a pro athlete that took freaking seven concussions. That's crazy to even think that that's like an actual comparison that's that's very close and very similar. Very similar. So if you think about that, then... Uh, you guys familiar with Percy Harvin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Came Absolutely. Out of the University of Florida. University of Florida. From Virginia. The, one of the best athletes we've ever, ever. seen, right? Yeah. Where is he right now? Virginia Beach. Uh, Where is Percy Harvin? Percy Harvin. He did a year with the Seahawks a couple years ago. Well, dude, he, 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 was, with, he was with the Seahawks. He was with Minnesota, the Vikings for a long time. But the prob- what I heard was migraines. Yeah. Did you know something? Migraines, migraines were definitely a part of it, but n- migraines are something that we probably can't. At least now, we don't know enough to be able to stop and then, you know, prolong his career. But what else did he have? Soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Hamstrings. Both yeah. of them. Throughout college. You go back and look at Urban Meyer's tenure at Florida, and you do a little research, you realize every season he was in college, he was held out of practice at least 30% of the time. 
he didn't even practice all the time at Florida. He was on a practice count, a play count in practice, because we're just trying to get him to the game. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of play, there's a lot of players in the NFL like that today. Yeah. There's a guy on my fantasy team, uh, this Matt Brida guy. Brita, however you pronounce it. It's a, a weird end. spelling. No, he's, he's a running back. Oh, the, the back. And okay. he is great, but he can't stay on the field more than two, two three quarters, this fucking guy. Yeah. And what? I'm like, man, what, what, is the, what, what is it about the soft tissue injuries? Like, how do you, I guess, how do you correct that before getting into the NFL? Proper healing time. So it's development, yeah. it's youth development. So if you look at guys going back to like strength conditioning, um, you know, when I was coming up, only thing that mattered was bench press, man. Right. Yeah. And that's all we. That's all we did. It's all that matters uh, in my yeah, world, baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, three eighty five. Three eighty five, brother. You're, you're looking at. Uh, so, do you remember Ron Gant played yes. for the Braves? Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, big fan. Cannons. He got yes. pulled off of first base. We would have won the World Series. The problem with Ron Gant was that Ron Gant, through his athletic career growing up, his muscle development was so out of balance. Yeah. And what happens, you know, we're talking about soft tissue, lig- ligaments, and ten- tendons and ligaments. You hear a guy, oh, he's got a high ankle sprain. He's out for four to six weeks. Back in the day, 10 years ago, high ankle sprain, you're out two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So what it is is you have to have – your muscles have to balance uh, and work in synergy. And a lot of people, when there is an injury, they try to rush it back. So, like, with Ron Gant, for example, they had to teach that dude how to, like, rewalk and stuff. Wow. Like, he had to, like, basically take an extended time period off, get all his muscles back in balance. To where he could move effectively, you know, and like Matt, you made a comment about uh, spec ops and stuff like that. Like, how many Matt, how many guys when you guys were training workups and stuff would just literally run themselves into the ground, just trying to get as hard and as fit as they possibly could without really any well, yeah. scientific I think behind to the like training? Modern approach to fitness, you know, kind of some of the predecessors like Jim Jones and all of that. We were, I think, we were very fortunate, at least when I was in, you know, I was telling Ross that earlier, like we'd, we'd run like, and I want your opinion on this. We'd run yeah. like seven miles every day, push-ups and sit-ups, right? And then you had all these guys that were getting shin splints because we were training for what we weren't doing in operations because we'd do a, um, you know, a pre-deployment cycle and then we'd go overseas. I'm not fucking running. Yeah. I got, I got a hundred pounds of gear on me and I'm doing, you know, a six K offset infill where I'm moving at probably a three mile an hour pace with a hundred pounds on me and then have to fucking explode the second yeah. the breach goes through for about four to six minutes. And then I just have to be durable and, you know, have conditioning we never trained for that. So a lot of guys would get hurt. They would fucking tear hamstrings. They would get shin splints and all right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take this on down for all of our listeners for the, the most. Yeah base principle that you can with the story you just gave because that's an amazing example you trained for something that did not aid what you were performing exactly you had a job description and then you went into that job interview yeah without studying right without training for it without practicing it it's funny it made no sense what would an athlete go into a, any type of competitive atmosphere? Would LeBron go into a game? Just okay, maybe not LeBron. With <laughs> with anybody else, would Chris Paul go into the uh, the NBA Finals without watching film on his opponent, without practicing for what they were going to throw at him? Right. Would anybody go no. into any type of competitive atmosphere without preparing for it and what it's going to bring, the challenges that it's going to bring? So then I bring that back to us. Why do why don't we? in training, prepare for what's to come. We train just yeah. in what kind of, you know, macho man, you know, big dick right. swinging attitude. Yeah. And it's like, no, fuck that. What's coming? Yeah, what, I, how do we need to be prepared for it? 
Yeah, and I think that right there's I think there's a portion of that when you're actually performing in a, if it's you know in an operation or the NBA championship or whatever it's like there is there's a little bit of risk you're obviously absorbing and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I took away when I started training MMA was like. 80% is a good level. And I do that with my, 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 my conditioning is I put everything about 80%. And then when I have to go a hundred, I'm kind of absorbing that risk, but mm-hmm. why, why push it a hundred percent in training all the time? Like my body won't hold up. I tore a shoulder. It was just like fucking sucks. And it's stupid, but it's the ego. The ego's driving. It's That's not like, it's such a basic thing. You said like you train for the, what your job's going to be. And I don't know, I guess society's kind of told us that you got to be the yeah. baddest motherfucker all the time. Life doesn't really work that Not way. Not at all. It doesn't work that way at all. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then the thing is, the people that are pushing that culture are the ones that can't do half the shit you're doing yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting. Like, if you look at the way you know, a football team trains. So we still haven't gotten to a point in sports performance where they break teams down by mm-hmm. position. Right. So what happens is, so have you ever heard of a, of a, of a guy – Percy Harvins, for example. Have you ever heard of a guy going to college and coming out of college faster? No. no. Doesn't happen. But they go work for two months with an NFL combine. They drop two cents off the 40 time. Right. What happens in, um, this kind of relates to what Matt was saying, after 45 minutes, your, your fast switch muscle fibers basically turn to sh- start to shut down. Right. Okay. And they get over fatigued and they get worked and they get hammered and they get damaged. And your body transitions from fast switch mu- muscle fiber over to slow twitch muscle mm-hmm. fiber. So, Offensive, you're talking about like going in six, you know, K infill, and then you have to explode and be powerful. I think one of the next evolutions we're going to see, and you can uh, tell me if you agree or disagree, getting so specific with training that you're actually focusing on muscle tissue types. 1,000%. So, like, you don't need offensive linemen running two miles you at don't. a clip because their knees and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, I, it's funny because how it all ties in. You know, you're prolonging. NFL careers, you're prolonging special ops guys' careers because you guys, Matt, I mean, beat the shit out of each other. Well, you know? all but just the investment in those athletes and, yeah. and the guys. And you the want soldiers. them to have a, Same a thing. successful career. Yeah. You, you talk to any athlete, especially, uh, we'll just use the NFL, you talk to any college player that's now transitioning to the NFL, or you talk to any five, six, seven-year vet, and you ask them, what was the best shape you were in in your entire life? When did you feel your best? When did you feel that you could do anything on the football field? And, oh, shit, man, when I was actually training for the combine. Yeah. Uh, why was that? What were you doing? They run you through that schedule. That's ultimately what it takes when you're giving 100% to your body to perform at the level necessary for that job, of, of kind of what that NFL takes from, from the body itself. But it's like, it's so much. It's like McConnell, that, that receiver for Georgia, uh, or Chris Connolly, receiver for Georgia. He ran a 4 3 2 in NFL Combine. And it's like, where was where that? Where the fuck you been? The past where was that yeah. at? Where that was that shit, at? This entire, it's because, and it, and it kind of goes back to what you said. You touched on a great point. And, and this isn't a shot at any strength and conditioning program no, at, yeah, yeah. at the collegiate level, but you have to understand they have, the NCAA has put regulations as far as how long and how often they can work with these guys. Yep. And then it's up to a staff of six to 12 to then determine as a team. What does my team need most? Instead of the individual. Instead of the individual. We're at on it, right? So we take these guys, they they leave the university, they decide they're going to train with us over the next uh, two to three months for both their combine and then their pro day. And it's like, okay, we aren't looking at a team of 75. We're looking at, we have 
eight coaches on staff. We don't take more than 12 athletes in each uh, combine program at a time. My philosophy, more eyes on less guys. We want that individual attention for that one guy. What do you need? Not, right. wh- not what does Georgia need. Right. What do you yeah. need? Now, if there is kind of we're kind of stuck in this space because it's a little bit unreasonable to decide that. All right. Well, strength and conditioning, that's what we need to do. Hell, how? How are we going to do that? We have 70 plus athletes on scholarship. Right. How are we going to create individual programs from every single one of them? Yes. And then after we do that, do we even the NCAA doesn't give us enough time to even implement that program because they're what? A student athlete. Yeah. And so, they also control the amount of protein. Yeah. The, the training table. So they control the amount of whey protein supplements, creatine, things like that you can give them. Um, it's and the, the head coach. That's why in the offseason they spend most of their time with the strength and conditioning coach right? because the head coach is only allowed to spend a certain amount of time with his team in the offseason. That's, that, that's yeah. 100% true. So what they try to do, uh, it almost becomes for, – for at a, at a, you know this at Georgia, um, the offseason outside of, let's say, the, the spring ball. So right. once, the, once the spring game is played, mm-hmm. the spring game is over, from that time until two-a-days in August – your coaching staff is damn near the strength staff. Yeah. Yeah. You rarely see your coach. You rarely see your coach because they're not allowed at that time to even develop you, you know, as a player mentally in the, in the film room. But they're getting as many notes and little tidbits as they can from the strength staff to even see what their team will look like going forward. It's right. a backward system. So, yeah. so what's, what, what's in your, your eyes like the proper, um, you know, how how much do you allocate to strength and conditioning and being you know you said not to use it but athlete being the mm-hmm. guy best fit for that athletic job if it's sports and then the technicalities that are associated with that like which like MMA it'd be like you know a guy's gonna go to a striking coach he's gonna go to his jiu-jitsu coach and then wrestling coach and then he's obviously got to be physically fit like is yeah. there is, is that an individual assessment or is that like God you're pretty fit man but fuck you can't throw a punch or throw catch a football yeah but you got you know well, see, we we got a name for that. Actually, we used to call them weight room heroes because they look amazing on paper. They're running the four three, jumping the forty yeah, inch. We call them t shirt all Americans, right? So you know, it's names across the country. Yeah. But then you put them in pads and put them on the field, and they can't turn left twice. So it's like you you get that, you get that. But then what does that go into? The amount of hours that's allotted to even develop that level of athlete, right? Right. Yeah. But then you take a guy that probably is not blessed with that skill set. But understands it, understands it. I, I played with a guy like that. I played with both McCoy brothers. Colt was blessed with a lot, more than Case. Case understood football and it allowed him to be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of goes, I will say they feed into each other. The better athlete you are, that raises the potential. So that raises the ceiling. And then we have to, in order to, to for, in order to, for that ceiling to even exist and for it to make sense, we have to then come and Put the walls on, put the door on. That's the, that's the fundamentals. That's the technique. That's everything. That's the film study. That's everything that goes into actually making the football player. So an athlete and a football player are two different things. But you can be a better football player the better athlete you are. Right. Totally makes sense. Let's, I, I have a question probably for like the average user, you, you, listener of this show. Like a, let's just say a guy like me that I like to be athletic. I don't necessarily chain for a specific yeah. job or anything. I want to look decent just because that's what I like. And then, you know, I try to be in decent fight shape where I can do five rounds of sparring and not throw up my lunch. Right. Um, like what, what would be your suggestion to the average person that's just trying to increase their, their 
athleticism. And then that can segue kind of into supplements because I want to I want to peel that onion back to you okay. a little bit. Okay, yeah. So what? And that's funny because that's the that's the area I'm in right now. I'm not competing. I'm not competing. I got one goal: to be healthy and look good naked. Those, <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, that's yeah. about right. That, 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 that ultimately is my goal. So <laughs> it's like what I try to do is. Um, I mean, we also obviously I won't just dive all the way into it, but we have high lows as far as the training goes. But you push yourself just little bit by little bit. But most importantly, what I tell people all the time is, if you're building the body, if you're building the body from a from a healthy standpoint, because this is what we're going to care about. 20, 30 years from now, yeah. you want to just think stability, mobility, stability, mobility. What the fuck does that mean? From top down, stable shoulders, mobile hips, stable knees, mobile ankles, a strong core, a strong lower back. You will be good for the rest of your fuck life. Fuck yeah, I'm feeling good. Man. I feel great now. <laughs> good. Yeah. You will be good for the rest of your life because that's ultimately, what, what, what do we so see? What do that. we see? Knee replacements and yep. mid middle aged men, yeah. hip replacement. Why do we see these things? Because we're going balls to the wall. Trying to really, back squat six hundred pounds. To, why? Why are we back squatting yeah. six hundred pounds? Why? Yeah. Good at it. Why? <laughs> Dude, we're gonna get along. This is literally <laughs> yeah, how yeah, I train. Yeah. And yeah. I've been called, you know, a fucking girly sissy before a in the pussy. gym because like you know <laughs> they called you Anne Frank somebody called you Anne Frank nobody and called him Anne Frank nobody you might as well hide in the attic and and nobody train called him Anne Frank and if they did that yeah. then I'll fucking cut that. the power to their house take my night vision sneak in take a selfie with their fucking wife and say next time be careful bitch anyways shit no but I think it all boils down to like you know in essence train like an athlete train like the athlete that you are where you are in life and exactly balance like I think another problem you were talking about like hip and knee replacements and all that stuff a lot of problems in modern medicine man is that they treat the symptoms they don't treat the problems yep yep and like if you look and all of a sudden i think it was in the 90s all of a sudden pain became a treatable disease and it's like no 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 that's your body telling you something's fucked up man yeah just take a couple vicodins you'll be all right just feel oxycontin they're not addictive you'll be fine Take a handful. I, yeah, I don't I don't even take me down that rabbit hole because we'll be here all day. Listen, medicine like meds sell. Yeah. yeah. Meds sell. Yeah. Why fix you when I can just put you on a, yeah. a subscription? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Right. It's an easy it's the easiest fix there is. Yeah. So but but you're one thousand yeah. percent right. But the way we offset that is kind of things that we can do. So the supplements that we can take. Yeah. Yeah. What are make. your favorites supplement wise? Me? Yeah. So well, we, it's going to be good. That, I, I do want to say that. It's like what you're, because we're talking about this mobility piece. Yeah. Definitely. Let's get into supplements. It's yeah. like when I'm saying people call me girly because I'll do yoga sometimes and do As really weird stretching and As you band work. Yes. And it, it looks so stupid. And to see a 225 pound guy doing like a chicken walk. That was the one you he, showed me too. And like they make fun, but like it, you move, you use muscles and accessory muscles that you never think you need until you need them and, and that's that, how injuries exactly occur, in my mind no yeah. you're right that's how injuries occur the way, the way that injury occurs is when the body is put in a position that it hasn't trained for right so and that muscle's you, like i'm like, weak as fuck so exactly I, i'll tell you like this one of the most common ones that we see in uh older uncles fathers and grandfathers is playing with your children small children young age two to five yeah he or she is running by and you reach out to grab them and then proximal bicep pull tear Right there on the spot. Pops out. Really? Yeah. You know what? Boom. It pops out. Trauma. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because we haven't taken any resistance band and yeah. put ourselves in that range of motion. But then yeah. we go against force throughout everyday life, everyday activity. Mm-hmm. And now we just expect, our, because we bench pressed all day, we stayed here all day, we expect yeah. to be strong here. Today. Shoulders roll forward. How? 
It's so true. And I think that that's a suggestion I personally would give to our listeners is like if you get bands and I know freaking, you know, on it sells a bunch of cool equipment and all that. Like if you get some bands and one of those weight hammers, you just kind of do some really awkward movement, making sure everything's in line. You're not, you know, tearing a shoulder or pulling your back. You'll be so fucking sore the next morning Mm -hmm. because you're like, what the fuck did I? Why is my there's a muscle under my ass that's fucking sore? (laughs) You know, one of my favorites is the steel clubs that we have. The unbalanced low in the way it allows just any type of range of motion. So for you to be strong in every plane that you can think of, the same way that you're gonna live life, the same way that you're gonna live life. And I'll say this, you know, everyone's like, I got a bad back. You don't have a bad back. You got weak feminine hamstrings. Because you see guys, oh, squatting's bad for your knees. Like, when's the last time you, anyone listening or was, there, was in like a conventional gym, a Gold's or a Planet Fitness or whatever? When's the last time you ever saw people working their hamstrings? Right. Close to your chain. No one does that. And then they do leg curls, which I think is absurd, um, unless you're rehabbing from an injury. But like most people's, like my back hurts, it's because your hamstrings are tight. You don't work your hamstrings. And, that, and it just trickles on up. you can't see the hamstrings in the fucking mirror. There, there it goes. So it trickles on up, man. It I starts, in, it starts in the foot. So. You got long it all, <laughs> it all starts in the foot. Everything starts in the foot. And then it just works its way on Upstream, up. downstream. It just works its way on up. So, yeah, if, if you tell me, man, my lower lumbar is, is killing me. My yeah. lower back is killing me. Okay. I want to look at your glutes. Yeah. I want to look at your ass. Are they firing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought yeah. you were propositioning me. I'm no. like, you're good at this. And then we're going to work our way. You just turn it from a Bruce to a Caitlin real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, all right, yeah. Let's. And then, and then uh, you know, we're going to work our way down. You're 100% right again with the hamstrings. The hamstrings usually being the root of the issue because, like you said, it's not as sexy. We're not, we're, it's not as sexy to just sit in there and then go work hammies all day, yeah. right? But it is to load up the load up the posterior right. chain with 405 on the squat, grunt, make a shit ton of noise, and then your boys high five you as you put it on your Instagram. That's dope. Not, yeah. Yeah. That is true because I think people, you know, after you've seen, you know sparred with enough people in the world, like I'm worried about like the 185 guy that's wiry and really well athletically mm-hmm. built and then like the 260 guy that's got traps into his fucking ears. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll put that dude to sleep probably pretty quick. Mm-hmm. He can't move any of that muscle, man. Right. right. So I'm not terrified of that guy. Yeah. But supplements. Yes. Like what, what, what's your take? I, I, I personally have done so many supplements throughout the years as far as proteins and, and you know beta aline creatine all that yeah. jazz i at this point in my life take pretty much nothing i'm all about yeah. eating super clean i was and just healthy. about I, was, uh, I don't even thing, take protein one thing okay so that but that's you eat fair. a lot of meat you eat I, a lot I, of meat. Do, I do do a recovery yeah, a lot of meat i do, do and i do eat a lot of meat as well but what i what i say is that um you gotta dig a little deep so where even with eating like right even with eating healthy all right what did you eat, and then where did that come from? So you're in Texas. I murder pretty much everything I eat. Oh, okay. So it's this grass fed yeah, no, it comes. Hey, by the way, I'm on that Joe Rogan diet. Oh, there, yeah, we go. He's dead there, there we go. There we go. You got uh, it. Shout I, out Joe. I access deer as soon as I got in. That he shout, killed. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Can invite me over but, some of that elk. That elk is super delicious. <laughs> yeah, I want yeah, to try yeah, that. But, yeah. Hold on, Matt. Do you know what you get from the red meat? All the red meat you eat. Most people don't realize this. Is you get basically five milligrams of creatine. Mm-hmm. in a, one serving of yeah. red meat. Most people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, supplements essentially, and, and please, I, we don't want to steal the show because you're way smart on this, but like their supplementation, the word defines what it is. They're things that you just don't normally get in your Enough in, in of diet. It's, yeah. not, it's so not a replacement. It's a no. supplement. Yeah. So you still have to eat the right things. And right. then whenever you're not producing enough, the body's not taking in enough, then that's where you add in. It's just like a filler. It's an addition. 
It's not it's not in in place of. And that's a lot of times what I see, at least at least from the athlete standpoint, a lot of time they man, it's almost frustrating. They think they can just take the supplements that we give them there and then go do what the fuck Yeah, they, they had a recovery want. shake and right. a banana. Like, They're uh, good to go. No, yeah. no that's not the case what, at all. What do you usually like well, well, uh, so for what we do is we kind of got like an athlete starter pack and what we'll get them going on is all of our key minerals first. But then past that, uh, we really get into the shroom tech sport just to really open their eyes up when they get in the door, kind of spike them a little bit. And then what it does is so the way that blood travels, the way that oxygen travels is through the bloodstream. So we understand that. And then as we're training these guys throughout the day, we don't want we just want them to recover faster. That's our main goal is to get them to recover faster. So, all right, you can go a little bit longer. You can go a little bit harder, and then you can recover faster. We're not going to keep you. Our goal is never to keep those guys in there. I'm giving it away a little bit now. We never want to keep them in there two, three, four, five hours, right? We get them in. We get to work. We, when the work's done, we let them down. We come back. We go over film. We do that just about every so day. So, jack the intensity, lower the volume. Exactly. Exactly. Got you. But so how, how long? What's how long is the session for you typically? In the door, out the door. Yep. Ninety minutes to two hours max. That was a Denzel answer. You were that thousand yard stare, and then you came back. <laughs> I, I like that. You were like, uh, yeah. yeah I Stone cold. I serious. wanted to be honest. I yeah. wanted to be honest with you. Ninety minutes to two hours max. Gotcha. If you're in there longer than that, we're not doing something right. It's funny. I've always when people ask me about my fitness regimen or whatever that's what i say i mean i take some form of caffeine usually black rifle coffee blackriflecoffee.com 20 sure. off drinking bros 20 um go. shameless plug sports uh, for 20 percent off and then it's usually infused with a little creatine beta alline and then i have a post-workout with it's just amino acids yeah um, and i usually drink that half through my workout and end with that and then immediately get some caffeine post-workout which i don't know if people actually know that's pretty good for you and then eat some fucking high protein super clean meat exactly and then what i let I, me ask you do yeah, yes, at, sir. At, at, so let's say the workout ends uh it's 3 11 the workout ended at 3 11 what time period are you doing this in um i 3 11 by i'm chugging the rest of my bcaas at that point and exactly. then i usually give it 30 minutes within or you know the goal no or the old term but within 30 minutes i'm usually stuffing some form of you, I take a light meal. Like my, my wife will make some like eggs and some turkey sausage, mm-hmm. and then I'll have that, and then I'll hit another big meal in about hour and a half after so, that. See, okay, yeah, you got it all the way down. So, what, what biological window post workout? What do you? I, for me, it's fifteen thirty minutes. I was just about to say fifteen minutes. I, mean, I don't want to talk. I mean, as soon as we're done, I don't because a lot of times, you know, when you're done with that work, woo, we made it through another day. We all yeah. want to. Is that hyper shit. important? Can, you think for people now? So, yeah. Yes. Definitely. I'm like, I don't even let them talk to me. I tell them, I don't let them talk to each other. Fuck all of that. Hey, sounds great. Everybody, let's get in the cafe right now. When you finish this, we can have this same ass conversation. And so on it has a phenomenal within cafe. 15 to 30 minutes right after yeah, workout. Right That's after. Your biological window. Right yeah. after. This gotcha. is the space. This is where the most important thing starts. The workout, yeah, it was great. And it was important. Right. But this is more important because this determines what we can add on to over time. And you do this right enough. Six weeks from now, you're a different person. I don't think people realize that, right? Where when you work out, and this sounds super stupid talking about this, but you're you're breaking down muscle tissue and fiber. Yes. And then your body is going, fuck, let's dump a bunch of blood in there. And if there's no nutrients in the blood, you did dick all. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, hey, motherfucker, I need some food. Let's get. And then your body's like, oh, shit. I need to build this up stronger yes. so I can't deteriorate it as much as I did during that workout. But the only way it gets bigger and stronger is if you fucking consume 
healthy, good fucking nutrients. That's why you can't leave a, a training session of that magnitude or any and then determine, all right, I'm going to McDonald's. Right. I use a shot of vodka in McDonald's. That's what Jared does. Yeah. 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 You, haven't, you haven't met him, um, but you smelled him somewhere when he walked in the building. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you it's a trail of tears from a, from a double, <laughs> double QP. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, probably asked for an Stay extra patio on that and triple that. stacked it. Oh, but my But what's, what's funny is, you know, we talk about that biological, the, the, the window post-workout. So when I was coming up in, like, Bill Phillips and EA Sports and Sean Phillips' okay. Buddy, Muscle, muscle Media 2000, that magazine, um, like they said, don't eat for 45 minutes because your body will continue to burn fat. And it just shows you like how much it's changed. It went from don't eat for 45 minutes because you'll make, continue to burn fat to, to eat as fast eat, as you eat, can yeah. eat right now. As soon yeah. as you yeah. say time, yeah. we, wanna, we want meat in your mouth. Yeah. No, great, no great, great segue. So that, that's something like, I'd love to defer to you. So let's say you say this 15-minute window. Let's yes. get nutrients in the body. Yes. What are those nutrients? Because a lot of people might just think whey protein, right? But then the body with carbohydrates that actually expedites your break. Like, well, see, we work. Yeah, what, that's, that's one of the things. Like, we, we work really closely with uh, meal service, right? So when as soon as an athlete comes in, we work also. One of our partners is uh, Exos. And so our dietitian team is from Exos. So they sit down with each, every, like, every individual athlete, and then they determine, okay, where are we? What's your history? How long do we have to get where you're going? And then what would we consider success in this time period? And then ultimately that would determine what that information then goes from there to our meal service program that we have. And then they make the meals individually for every athlete. Okay. Are they counting macros and micros yeah, and the whole nine? They're counting the whole nine. Okay. So it's like they're putting all of that in their body. Those It's, it's, it's literally ready to go. It's fresh. It's delivered every two days. Let's just and, say, so Joe Schmo uh, wakes. Can you get that anywhere? You can, actually. In, in the you country? Can, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know in the country, but I mean. Down in good old Austin, Texas, we definitely can, and we especially can it on it. Come on, you, there's ways to get them. Yeah, I expensive. think Matt was about to segue into like yeah. the Joe Schmo that Joe can't Schmo. afford that. It doesn't have access yeah. to that. Yeah, let's or just, just say. doesn't know how it works. He that, that's he, why yeah. I was asking. He wakes now. up at 4 yeah. in the morning because he's got to be at work at 7, or her trains that hour at Gold's Gym. Yeah. What, what should this guy be eating? Oh, that's tough. Um, I would, just maybe, maybe break it down like a decent amount of carbohydrates with a high protein and then hydration. Let I me mean, give that, mine first and you give the super okay, scientific. You, 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 <laughs> I, I don't want to get right. super scientific because the Joe Schmo, they just so, want something easy so, to go right. to. If For they, me, who a uh, uh, shitty collegiate athlete 20 years ago and competed in powerlifting, have a couple state records in it, know a little bit about training. Pre-workout is two shots of espresso, one scoop of essential amino acids, um, and one scoop of whey protein. Consume, wake up, drink half of that on the way to the gym, drink the other half of that intro workout. Workout's complete. You want to get a simple sugar in to yeah. restock your glycogen levels. So what would, what like would you what? Yeah. Gummy like bears. What? That's what bodybuilders do. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, when I'm kidding. training the carbs post-workout or carbs, so I, I do Sour Patch Kids, but don't do that because you'll eat the whole fucking bag. Um, but no, a simple sugar, which is normally a banana or something like that. Yes. And then uh, I will take one scoop of whey protein. A, a lot of whey proteins will tell you two scoops. My body doesn't process two scoops that efficiently, so mm -hmm. I'll take one. And then, and it, it, it's hard for me you, when I'm training for meats and stuff to eat post-workout. It's just yes. hard to eat. I was, that's so what I was getting into. For me personally, it's just easier to slam a shake, eat a banana, and then an hour later go actually have a, an actual meal or breakfast and, or and that's something simple that we can all stick to yeah. right there and that's ultimately 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. To, like uh, yes. That, but I'm talking about that, for like Joe Schmo. Who's yeah. Just, yeah. That's know, what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm. I'm thinking and, about me because I'm Joe Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> so and, yes. Well, we're all that, Joe Schmo. Yeah. We're all like, Joe Schmo. So it it, but, it works. Other than Ross. <laughs> but a lot of guys like, um, but like a, a simple, super simple, basic, clean whey protein. Like if the bag has like more, in my opinion, if the bag has more than six ingredients on the bag, mm-hmm. on the bag, don't buy it because it's all that stuff mm. is just processed right through your body. I like that. Um, I also. I am a fan of beta alanine because when I get the tingles and the burns, I, I feel love it. like that's I'm in my get- post. I get the tingles, my yeah. face kind of itches. I you feel you good. like that? Oh, I don't God. mind it. Oh man, I, I my body responds well to it. A lot of it, people's bodies don't. They get I was super just about red to say, I, I don't. I don't respond well to it. I don't. Oh, I'm it, always like, you, oh, you know, it's good gosh, if you feel. Because I'll go like this and be yeah. like, oh man, that's what I'm saying. I'm a huge fan of that stuff. Okay. I'm a guy that works out in the afternoon. I don't, I'm not a morning dude, but I do yeah. think it's important to switch stuff up from time to time. Um, what do you switch up to? Occasionally, like on the weekends, I'll do morning stuff. Okay. Training, but I like to work out in the afternoon. Uh, get up, day, body moves, blood flows through the body, all that stuff. Takes a little time to get everything going in the morning. But um, with regards to like food and stuff, like six ounces of protein, one handful of greens, leafy vegetables, uh, 16 grams of fat, clean fat, which is, I think, a lot of people avoid for whatever Mono reason. Monounsaturated, preferably. Yeah, like avocado, nuts, mm-hmm. stuff like That's that. Right. Okay. And then uh, 30 grams of, uh, of um, carbohydrates. I mean, it sounds like we can just hit Chipotle. That's what's up, dude. I love Chipotle. There we go. The yeah, fuck it's with delicious. It. Yeah, we Talk go. About like, I don't have meal preps, dude. When I, you know, it, it's super cost effective. I and no, plug, and maybe I'm wrong. I would go get three Chipotle's and it'd be like 18 bucks and that would be my meals all day and I'd switch it up with brown rice, there we go. white rice, chicken and yeah. then steak and then I would the last one wouldn't really have any rice you just have beans, just black beans, beans and, and like double you. meat. Another supplement I'm a huge huge fan of is fish oil. Yes. When in the proper balances with the right DHA and EHA. Um, I take that at night before I go to bed and I normally take it like if I'm sore I'll take it during the day. What have you seen from it for you personally? Mm. Burps, <laughs> smell and taste like fish. But I would say um, inflammation. I mean, some inflammation is good. Um, I, I the only joint that I have, I had my shoulder rebuilt in 2012. That gives uh, me fits. But yeah. I don't have joint no issues, joint issues knock at on, all. Knock on wood. Yeah, me neither. Since they legalize it in yeah, a lot of states, exactly I don't have joint right. issues either. What's that? Yeah, I don't have joint <laughs> pain. I, mean, I can pretty much get it yeah, everywhere. Oh, we're talking a, oh, CBD. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm all about yeah. that CBD life, yeah. dude. And, uh, so yeah, whey protein, fish oil. Uh, beta alanine, essential amino acids. I don't like branch chain because you're, it's a, it's a partial spectrum. I like the full spectrum. Mm. And oh, then uh, if if you're training for something, you know, me personally, creatine makes me feel and look like a goddamn grape. Yeah, I don't right. mess with it. I, I try to stay but with some. It, it absolutely works like a champ. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With that, It'll just make sure you hydrate. Make sure you are hydrated. How much water do you need to drink a day? You could uh, half your body weight analysis. Let's say that. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, the factor. There factor. we go. Yeah. There we go. You drink you a couple of H factors, you'll be all right. Yeah. But, uh, well, I no, don't own I, any much, of this. This is just a friend. Just an easy deal. I'll tell everybody just drink. If you can drink half your body weight in ounces a day, you'll be all right. You'll be decent. Half it's your body weight? Yeah. If you, in ounces. It, in ounces. Oh, it, it's oh, about a gallon. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 You get 100 to, pounds yeah, of yeah, water. Yeah. No, okay, no, no, I'll try it. No, but that no, seems no, excessive. No, no, no. But it's, it's tough because it's like, ultimately, I mean, you do have those that are dedicated. They're going to fill up a goddamn gallon. They're going to carry it around with yeah. them everywhere they go. And yeah. Then they go, 
that's I think those are few and far between. Majority of people aren't going to. What? Well, yeah. I think people they they don't do this mild preparation, and that's like consistency is king in fitness for me. And, yes. and like I I don't need to pick on like people being lazy because we all have our own jobs and all of that. But you know, fuck. Like if you just prep and you do it every day, even thirty minutes a day, every day is yeah. better than a two hour soul crushing workout yes. twice a week. And your body just fucking doesn't, at least mine, does not respond well to that. It responds, even if I can't even get a good lift in, I'll just go get my muscles moving, do a little shadow boxing, just move, move, move. hydrate. And like the way I respond to that, my body is just like, okay, motherfucker, we're awake. Let's go get this day on. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to, I've literally been, uh, we've been trying to push that recently is, is, is just move, move 30 minutes a day. Just move. Yeah. Do something. Don't let a day go by where you didn't intentionally do something. Take the damn steps. And and I found ways like I tried to create like that's how I kind of started getting like some MMA stuff was just like I hate fucking cardio, especially high impact cardio. You know, like I could never be a guy like Cam Haynes that runs fucking marathons all day. I just, nope. it's not. No. I can't do it. I'm way too ADHD, Same. so I have to be doing things. So he's he was at my gym this morning. Like I circuit train. I got my fucking you know my assault bike or the rogue bike, there and then go. I got the um, ski, ski rigs, ski, ski rigs, yeah. the battle yeah. ropes, yeah. and then um, my row machine. Yeah, and I'll just I'll knock two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, That's and then go back to some arms or something. Two minutes, and by the hour's done, I've probably logged thirty minutes of cardio yeah. while I'm really moving around. Around and it you, never and you're feels having like fun. it. I mean, you're enjoying it. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And don't do all of this and then don't be able to enjoy it. And you're not or put some rap music on and fucking dance to it. Like, I know right. it sounds so yeah. stupid. Like, dance to it. I'll do head movement to it or I'll fucking shadow box. And it just, I feel like I'm in there fighting McGregor. And, right. You know, we get, had Carter Five on this morning. There we go. <laughs> we did. Out. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. But that, but that's my point is that, like, you guys have, y'all, y'all have kind of found the, the, the secret in getting, y'all have unlocked the key. Like, what is something that's sustainable? I don't. A lot of times we get excited about something. We're pumped yeah. about it. We we go we go prepare for it. We walk into a fucking academy or wherever we go and we buy the clothes and now we're ready to go. And then that fire burns out three months down the line because this shit is hard it's too yeah. hard. and it's hard to to keep this up with my life. Something you know, I got different stress. I got this is Q four in my job and now we got this. The boss is expecting. Listen. Something that's attainable, sustainable, and it's just adding into what you do in your life. And repeatable. And repeatable. So exactly. the next day, you, king. Like, why can't you walk today? Oh, man, I did four hours of back squat and bench no, press nonstop. Not, I did 2,000 reps Stay away each. from that. Stay no, away from work. it. So let me, add, let me ask you, who do you, who do you train now? <sighs> oh, like, so who's some if, of your top guys? Yeah, you no, that's say. fine. That's fine. Yeah, I definitely can. Um, I mean, the, the guys are all out there. So I'll tell you this. I'll start here. In, uh, in 2013... Um, had a you know a dream of of, of training athletes, Co- college and high school, and then eventually I wanted to train pro athletes. And then uh, in 2000, and uh, so I went into the orthopedic medical device sales field first. And uh, I studied kinesiology and anatomy at the University of Texas. Graduated in 2012. Went into that field, made a lot of money, was unfulfilled. Left that field, took the savings, and then just went on fucking countrywide tour to some of my relationships with guys that were still playing in the league. And then I just tried to get them to give me a shot, one after another. Flew from Denver to New Orleans to Seattle to Chicago, on up to Boston or New England, and New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just made the made the made the rounds, right? And from there, uh, visited about 18, 18 different facilities. We got a uh, one guy that that 
ended up giving me a shot to train him. This is a Jerry Maguire moment. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This who, is it. This was is the my one Jerry guy. Maguire yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Who's so, coming uh, with me? So, uh, yeah, so eventually, so one turned into two, two to four, four to eight. Now we have over 37 professional athletes sitting here today. And uh, along that list is, of course, uh, Earl Thomas is on that list. Uh, Jamal okay. Charles is on that list. A lot of the Texas guys. I get a lot of Texas guys. We're there in Austin. So. There's a lot of talent coming out of Texas, though. Can never, can never, it, can never be upset. Yo, yo with Texas yeah, yeah. don't fuck around no. with their sports. Yeah, no, they don't. Mother- motherfucking elementary schools got better fucking Damn football right. stadiums yeah, than yeah, college right. teams yeah. in, like Minnesota. Indoor facilities like, at high school. Million-dollar indoor facility. Yeah. Beautiful. It's one up the street from us. There's a here that has a $54 million uh, training facility and stadium oh that was my. built motherfucking Texas America Texas, Texas yeah, that's, right. that's why we moved our company it, I think here. It there we great, go it's a great there state we, but, but, um, but no so we have like uh, Jalen Ramsey Derwin James who was just drafted in this year's draft for yep. first round once a 16th or 17th pick with the Chargers Epic. we got uh, yeah it's fun it's fun because every at this point I've seen the process so many times that I get a lot I get a chance to go on this this journey with, with each one of the, the athletes each one of the guys and it's like this is the most important thing in their life. They do this right, it changes what's available for not only themselves, but their families, families et cetera, too. et cetera. Yeah. So it's like uh, you get a chance to train with and, and all these guys, and they come to you. Some of them come to you. They, they've been other places five years into their career, and now they're like, hey, I got to get to Austin, Texas. That's the best feeling is where guys feel like you and your team that's the place to be to to help and then sometimes save a career. So we get we get a lot of guys, man. All the Texas guys, we got good relationships at LSU and then Florida State. And uh, would you train a YouTube athlete? It's an hour and a half drive. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Like that's the thing is that it's like uh, I'm not just hardcore training athletes all day like I, man we got a chance to train some entertainers like uh, I, I went on tour a summer tour with J. Cole last summer and, and that was fun that was different and new to me and then uh, Tory Lanez was another artist yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was different and new to me and then even Steve Aoki came in and that was different and new to Aoki me. trains? Yeah. yeah Aoki he's, he's really, really gets after it. He's always out of here. He's always with Dan Bilzerian really like after mitts and stuff. It's super fun. Yeah, no. He looks hilarious. like the nerd. Gets you know after You know his dad invented Benihana. Like, yes, I know Benihana's, that. Benihana's, yeah, dude. I know that. I know that, man. I wish we still had the one in Austin. I love Benihana. It's gone. No, it used to be here. off 183. It's gone. Gone. I know. Piss me off. In but, college, you take a girl to a place like Benihana or something like that? Oh, you're in. Forget it, dude. That filet is not the only thing being butterflied. It was um, closed. Oh, well, was that too disgusting? Did I just did I gross you out out there, <laughs> uh, Xander? <laughs> but um, but no. So so that's the fun part. So yes, to answer your question, come on down. Perfect. Come on down. We're gonna have some fun. It'll be I'm a down. Good time. We got ten, we'll get you ten out there. With, uh, up there. Tim yeah, we can knock me out. I was just about to say fun. we'll get you in a session Take with uh, with Tim Kennedy. I mean, that guy's a beast, isn't oh he? Oh my gosh, man! I'm training with him one time, one time. He's like, "Come train, come train." So we do it, and we're going through. You and I have been talking training. We all been talking training the last 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's something along those lines. You know, Tim is a he's a different species, man. Like, yeah, he's he's a, like he's a very the, close friend of us. Middle, okay, so yeah, you guys know this. You know this is he's very a different like him. type of human. Right? It's like the Brock Lesnar's of the world. Yeah. You're just kind of like. Are we even from the same fucking bloodline of genetics? Like you, right. you have yeah. some, you have ape in you, or like some fucking weird alien fucking from? yeah yeah. In in the middle of a training session, we're like we're doing circuit style training. We're like three rounds in, 
He's like sweating. He's sweating and dying just like I am. He just looks up and he's like, I got a fucking idea. I'm like, what? He said, let's load up the sled. What? Yeah. He loads the sled up with as much as we can put on that bitch. And we just start pushing sleds for like the next 15 minutes. How much minutes. weight was on? No like a lot of My gosh. It, it was enough to where I felt like my legs were going to, you know, we soul talked about. Grab, soul grabbing. Yeah. Sled it work was, is soul grabbing. I, I, I'm ready. And it's like, I, I do this for a living. Yeah. And I'm ready to like, it's coming up. It's coming up. Really? I'm just thinking like, where did this come from? But when Tim Kennedy says we're pushing sleds, yeah. we're pushing sleds. fucking sleds. That's when you're working out yeah. your central nervous system, too. There you, you go. You load up the, the sleds, man, and like heavy, heavy sled work. Yeah. That'll steal your soul, man. It did. It I will did definitely come train. I'm not going to say I'm going to be the best at anything because I won't, but I'm a not give a fuck kind of guy. All and I, I'll, all I, I'll look, go until I pass out or throw we, up we got, shit. At on it, in on it Sports, we got one saying, all we want is all you got. There you go. That's it. I like it. You give me that, I'm cool. With what, whatever the results were. Just sure. Give me, all I need is your effort. And on that on it note a little bit, um, I, I'll say we're actually working with Aubrey and those guys to do some joint ventures with Black Rifle and them. And, nice. and we're super cool. We're excited to have some joint projects. You, they, they make such cool fucking stuff. That facility yeah. is epic. I'll be as tasteful as I can. But holy shit, when I went up there for the podcast and toured it, I was like... Eyes down. I had to keep my eyes down the whole time because there were some <laughs> very athletic, gorgeous women in that place uh, with yeah. limited clothing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was in an open relationship, too. Uh, so it's yeah. just like, hey, hey no, it's I mean, a party up and all. Yeah. Yeah. We love those guys. They're, they're great guys, yeah, great girls. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, man, anybody can walk through the door. Like anybody. It doesn't matter what shape you're in. It doesn't matter where you're at in your fitness journey. Just come in. Just come in. Let us let us help you. Do you like, do classes there every week, or is I it don't. like personal individual? Training yeah. Sessions? So, so me personally, I, I on on the sports side, we work just individually, either one on one or with group training, sports related. Okay. But I do. I personally do take on like if I just had like if I, my heart goes out, and I'm like I want to work with this person. Right. I don't give a shit what you do. You could be the best Googler at Google. I just want to work with you. So right, right. For individuals, certain individuals, I'm like, this this girl, this guy, I have to work with this person. So I kind of do that, but I, I don't teach any classes. They got some, We have some amazing instructors, though. Our class instructors, great. Great. But uh, no, certainly. And then uh, I got a little, a little, a little, a little deal for you guys. Um, January 2019, come on back. Well, I expect to see you before then, but come yeah. on back and... uh. You'll see some new things going on it on it. You'll uh, really? Like, all right. Oh yeah. What, what, why? What's what's shaking out? Can you tell us? Hey, you can't hey, tell us. Hey, I, I, I mean, I, how I, vague a tease was that? Right. Right. Yeah. That was pretty. Just you know won't that, say. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say they're increasing the facility size. And they're going to make it awesome. <laughs> and they're just know not, that. Um, that's hyper. Just know that that we're growing. Awesome. Uh, I'll leave it there. All right. And well deserving yeah. because I think you guys and and just to fucking give more of a shout out, going and seeing that facility and kind of. You know, Aubrey's uh, methodology in life, it, it's all about wellness and helping people. And it's its such a cool company because yeah. all these other supplement companies are like, let's just fucking shit into a bag called a proprietary blend exactly. and sell it for money. Where there's actually like good behind the company, I feel like, where yeah. they really want to help people. And that's like you said, whether they're like the soccer mom that had three kids and just wants to feel better about herself so she can have sex with her husband to the fucking most epic professional athlete. But like, I've seen like the love in that place. It's, it's a super cool vibe in there. And if I lived it, it, if it wasn't an hour and a half away, I'd work out there every fucking day. Yeah. I I definitely appreciate that. And that's exactly what it is. When I originally, uh, so I started my own company years ago and then got rid of that and got on with on it and, and et cetera. And it took over the sports division. That was a very tough decision, but it was for that exact reason. 
I had never, well, since my days playing ball, been around a, a community or a tribe of people that legitimately believed in the things I believed in as far as helping people and then self and then service to others and how that's important and how that feeds you. Like, I was like, oh shit. I think I might have like, Christopher Columbus stumbled my way onto something <laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. Did we here. just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of what it felt like. And then Aubrey's as genuine as it comes. Like, Aubrey doesn't, he won't push or say anything that he hasn't tried or currently does himself, especially with the supplements. I yeah. tell people all the time, I'm like, like does this really? I'm like, look, bro, Aubrey takes it. I see him. He like yeah. pops that shit in and he, he takes all Before the Before the podcast, he fucking threw down some alpha brain. Yeah. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's I, I take it, dude. I'm, I, if I'm, if not I'm going surprised. into hardcore writing sessions, yeah. I take it all the time. Yeah. But I space it out. I don't take it every day. I take yeah. it when I need it. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things. Um, where can everybody find you out on social media? Oh, I am J Hills 5 across every platform. So, yeah, you yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I got some new social buddies. Yeah. So, yeah, J Hills 5 across every platform. Twitter, Instagram, I'm on Facebook, just Jeremy Hills. And uh, you guys find me, reach out. I love to chat with people about any and everything. So uh, please, I need it. I'm a people person. I need people. I, I wish we could fill this room up with more people. I need people. So Well, we can and will, and I, I should be up there November 11th to um, sweat until death. And Perfect. So you're die. a phenomenal guest, man. We could run this fucking four more times. Forever, so you're always yeah. welcome Thank back. You. And if you ever need coffee, we got you covered. I do need coffee. And, all right. Uh, Thank you for being on the show, Thank Jeremy. So Thank you all. Uh, and, and whoever's listening, go follow Jeremy Hills. God damn, that was one of the fastest hours. Yeah. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate it. Thank you.